Welcome to Game Face, episode 331 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield, your host for the next couple hours of intense game discussion. Alongside me to do that are my co-hosts, Matt and Luna Kyle. What's up, Matt? Come here. You're, not, you're off camera. <laughs> Thought for a second we might be doing a live unboxing of PlayStation VR 2 yeah, today. Yeah, the VR 2 was supposed to get here today, but uh, yeah, like overnight they sent an email that said, I, was, I had to check, but like, yeah, they're just getting here tomorrow. Yep. But yeah, when it shipped, it shipped on like Thursday or Friday, and it said it was going to be here today. Oh, wow. So. That's some slow shipping. Eh, some stuff is, some stuff isn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good news is they are still getting it to you on launch day. Yeah. I mean, I got a shipment of cookies a couple weeks ago that came from New Jersey, and it took nine days. <laughs> yeah. The mail across country is really yeah. bad right now. Like, really bad. Yeah, so I don't stuff goes missing. Like, oh, yeah. It's not good. My mom sent me two birthday cards on the same day, and only one of them got to me. The, the other, other one never showed up at no, all? No. Well, actually, it ended up getting returned for un... un insufficient postage because oh. she sends me those big pop-up ones uh, right. and i guess she finally Needed found out it was too stamps. heavy to yeah <laughs> they sent it back for that <laughs> it's a joke. anyway welcome to game face um it's been a, a busy week nothing gigantic this week in games but lots of games nevertheless We're yeah gonna talk about them on today's show um Could like I more to really than I could play. Really. Yeah, there was more that I could get to. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I had a busy weekend, but there was like, and there was like some minor things that, like, like, oh, I want to play that. It's a dumb early access indie thing that I'm gonna have to like convince Shane to even talk about. <laughs> but it came out, and I did uh, Spaceborn Two. Oh, really? Came out, which is like a weirdo. It's like imagine something doing all the things Star Citizen says it's gonna do, except it actually exists, <laughs> and you can in, actually in play a it. Form and. <laughs> And it's made by like one guy. Oh, geez. It's crazy. It's, it's it doesn't look as good, but it kind of plays a little better. Interesting. <laughs> um, just because like it has a flight model. Yeah. You know. But yeah, there's, there's some interesting. And I played the uh, what? Um, uh, uh, it's a. I can't now. I can't even remember. It's a. It's a. It's a sailor game. It's like a. Oh yeah, we're gonna actually. If we get to that today, we're gonna talk about that in today's show as part we? of the uh, Steam Next Fest. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Yep, if we get to it. We've not been making it all the way through the show the last few weeks. Um, I've had like a topic or two on the end of each episode for like three weeks straight. We haven't got to like mm -hmm. week after week. Well, there's no Harry Potter in this one, so yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. probably get <laughs> That there. should save us yeah. about 90 minutes. Saves us about 90 minutes, episode. two hours. Yeah. yeah. And just for the record, we are not talking about Hogwarts Legacy in today's episode, even though it's dominated the last two episodes of Game Face. And for good reason. There's uh, obviously a reason for that. Um, a couple things to get to in housekeeping before we get going. Uh, first of all, as we just mentioned, PlayStation VR 2 launches tomorrow, although if you're watching the archive of this, it's launching today um, on Wednesday. Uh, Matt, you pre-ordered yours direct from PlayStation, yeah. right? I think that was the only, the only way, way you could, you as far could. as I knew. Yeah. Are they going to be in like GameStop and Best know. Buy tomorrow? Well, I don't know if anything's going to be in GameStop anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. It's weird the way it's hap is happening. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't obviously haven't been keeping abreast of how you pre-order it yeah. since I pre-ordered it like two months ago from yeah. Sony. But like, yeah, I haven't seen anything about like, you know, Best Buy hasn't sent me any like spam mail about pre-order your PSVR 2 right now kind of thing. They always send me stuff like that because I bought consoles from them. Yeah, we'll be covering PlayStation VR 2 next week um, because Matt will be getting it tomorrow and he'll be playing it all week and we'll have a big discussion on it next week. But one thing to note before we get going with the rest of the show 
Next week's show is not going to be on Tuesday. So as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, one of my very best friends died recently, and I am going back home to Pennsylvania for his memorial. Um, So I will not be getting back into L.A. until Monday evening of next week. Um, So we're planning on doing it Wednesday or Thursday Mm. of next week. We also got to see if he brings the plague back. Yeah. Hopefully I don't get sick this time. Mm. Um, But anyway, we're looking at doing the show Wednesday or Thursday of next week. As I always say... Follow Sifted on Twitter, at Sifted Games. That is the best place to know everything that's going on with the site. If the, the show's going to be delayed, what's going to be on the show, everything, uh, make sure you follow Sifted Games on Twitter, and you'll know what's going on. Or if you're just at Sifted.net every day, obviously you'll know what's going on there as well. So anyway, just again, a reminder, next week's Game Face will not be on Tuesday. I am going home to pay respects to one of my very best friends. Um, other housekeeping stuff for this week's episode. Um... <laughs> Redfall, the upcoming game from Bethesda, which will be the first, well, actually, yeah, I guess the first Bethesda game that is a part of Microsoft's big Game Pass plan, where they have exclusive first-party games only coming to Game Pass. Um, They're saying now that the physical version, and now I get, obviously, the physical version of any Microsoft game going forward is a kind of its own little thing now, Mm -hmm. because, you know, if you have Game Pass, you're not going to be buying anything from Microsoft anymore. But the physical version of Redfall will just include a download code and will not include a game disc. Yeah, there's just no, gonna be no reason to buy physical copies of things. Well, there is still. So I still buy physical. And this, I, don't. I will say this, this is what will convince me to stop buying physical if mm-hmm. this happens. Like, well, yeah, there's no reason. There's no they, reason there's to There's no disc point. in the box. Yeah. But however, like an example of where buying physical actually can be a help is with Hogwarts Legacy. And I knew we were going to talk about it, but mm. but I bought the physical disc version of Hogwarts Legacy and I can give it to you and you can play it without having to contribute any money towards the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is one thing that physical discs do. One, you have resale value. You can sell it back and get money. Two, you can loan it to your friends just like the old days and you can both play the same game after you only one of you paid for it. So, um, if this happens, I'm done. I think everyone will be done with physical media. There'll be no reason to have yeah. it. Why would they even sell that? Because it makes you, no I, sense. I guess if you want to balk, I mean, is it, is it the... This is just like the general thing you'd find on a shelf, not just like the limited edition with a statue or whatever. It's all versions of the physical version of the game, yeah. All right. I mean, I guess it's just so you have something to sell at Walmart. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. But why? I mean, I guess you might as well just sell a card, you know? Yeah, but the card doesn't take up the same space on the shelf. Like, you want it, You want that case. You do. I mean, if you're Microsoft, no one looks at the you card. want the case, but if you're Walmart, you want to get so, rid of that case Sony, and so, well, fill yeah. it with something else. Sony di- di- like discontinued their, like, gift card that were sp- for specific games things, and I didn't even know those existed, because I, I, I never either, I never look at those. Yeah, yeah. Things. I look at the game cases. Only at Christmas, when I go to buy a bunch of gift cards for, like, my nieces yeah. and nephews or whatever, do I ever look at that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, you know... Vincent it, says they changed their story. Oh, now they're going to put a real disc in there um well no uh, bethesda said it would include a disc oh so they are going to put a disc in there the okay. standard edition has a disc okay good that's good to hear but i'm telling you right now as somebody who buys pretty much all physical still that is the 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 the, the stretch too far for me mm-hmm. that is what will keep me from buying physical i have a feeling a lot of people yeah. um would agree with that i think well you know actually with the first um physical di- ps5 game disc i will own is is whenever they ship a Uden Chronicles. Oh, because you are a backer. I did a back. I'm a backer, and my thing is, yeah, I get a disc and a digital code. I have a nice collection of PlayStation Five games already. I probably have 25 PlayStation Five games, physical games at this yeah, point. I have none. Yeah, I, don't I think still buy I physical. do. Yeah. No, okay, I have the 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 collector's edition of Last of Us, the remake. No, oh. 
And I did have I did have the physical version of Miles Morales, yeah. but I gave it to one of my friends. Oh, because once I finished it. So I did. So I now usually I end up keeping all my games. But if games that I really don't like and I know I'm not going to play again, I'll like go to try to sell them on eBay or whatever. Yeah, and I one of those was Sonic Frontiers, and I could not sell that game at all for every, even twenty dollars, Matt. It's because everybody has it. One. A lot of people had it. Anyone Two, who cares about over it. Over the holidays, it. it was on sale for yeah. like 40 bucks. It is back to full price now, but it seems as if everybody who actually wanted it bought it at that discounted price. It's worth nothing. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't always work out when you buy physical media oh, no. that you can get some of your money no. back. But because generally the, the games that I like, I keep anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah, so do I. But also, that's also why I kind of gave up. Also, like, you know, there's a thing where like, yeah, I did put in, um, what was I, what was I putting in? I was putting in some Xbox One thing recently. And I had to just sit there while it installed the whole thing, and then how it downloaded all the updates. And I'm like, "What's the difference?" Yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> I hear you. You st- and you have to have the disc in when you yeah. play the game, and that can be a little annoying. But, but I, kept, anyway. I, kept, I had Saints Row's disc in my Xbox for like nine months, and yeah. I kept forgetting it was in the system when I brought it up north for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to transport consoles with discs in them. Yeah, but like I, I completely idea. forgot it was in there. <laughs> How did that game cost $100 million? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the times, they are changing, people, and it won't be long that this will be the case where they're going to stop putting discs inside physical games, and that's the day that I will cry. Um, but until then, I'm going to keep buying them, and we'll see how long it lasts. I don't know, man. I, I was a PC gamer, and that already happened. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's been like that for decades at this point. I mean, Steam killed that. Yeah. Like, the, I mean, I, I still have a handful of discs uh pc games oh, so do I. that never went to digital you know like i have battle for middle earth and mm. enter the matrix and like you know there's stuff that like never you know licenses usually that never came right right but, uh, but they don't want to relicense and freelance how weird is it that freelancer never came any- that was that microsoft yeah they, that game just vanished yeah it's odd so but sure. yeah i yeah other than that like that just stopped i, I you know i tell tales now of going to electronics boutique in san francisco and you had a whole section of pc game boxes and yeah. they all were different shapes for some reason yeah yeah what was the trapezoid the ones end, they like, started making them the same size as like console games yeah, they were just yeah. a dvd the, dual case but i remember the whole there was a whole Dude, big the boxes thing would be like this big oh, the boxes were huge and you have like one disc and a sleeve and <laughs> yeah, but like when i remember when they shake it it was like yeah. a maraca there was I, but i remember it, but when the they went to like the the dvd cases and i had all my pc gamer friends were like that's terrible like, why are they consoleizing right. pc game i'm like because no one wants to it's it the size of a fucking dinner box. plate. Nobody <laughs> wants to sell a PC game that's bigger than your head. Some of the collector's no editions for, for PC were like this, oh, too. Yeah. They were just gigantic. Well, they were like yeah. that because originally you had to hold, like, what, 40 three and a quarter inch discs in them? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah like, and now you don't need that anymore. Yeah. It, was, it was a, it was a different thing. world. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see what other stuff we got here. Uh, Multiversus. If you remember, it's the WB-flavored Smash Brothers clone, free-to-play, uh, that came out of the gate crazy strong everyone was like oh here we go we have another fighting franchise on our hands that was gonna sustain for mm-hmm. years and years to come it's dead already nah, it fizzled real hard it has lost 99 percent of its audience already 99 percent. it didn't they weren't feeding it content fast yeah, enough. i think it's been three months since they added anything to the game how do you fall on your you had it you got over the hump you had one yeah, but you're also Warner Brothers. Yeah. So. What the hell? I mean, part of that is probably just whatever chaos is happening in the transition with the merger and Zaslav doing all the weird shit he's doing. Like, yeah. I'm sure all of that goes up to the top somehow. Like, 
the the people making this game know that it needed to be a certain thing and they just weren't they were not able to do it because i'm sure of having their hands tied by all the weird shit happening to that company now the starting roster in this game is pretty good yeah so i think it does say a little something about the lack of staying power for the ip maybe I don't know. I think you had you had it if you could keep keeping if you could keep adding characters and stages and 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 kind of create a a a a vibrant scene for it in in you know at least in streaming tournaments or something. Um, what kind of cadence does a fighting game need, Matt, to be sustainable? Like, how often do you need some piece of DLC or content? I mean, I think for something like this, where like I think you're right that the the novelty of it is partly in the new combinations of different things. I think you're looking at like you got to have a new character out every couple of months, yeah. minimum. Like you need you need to treat it more like Apex Legends than you know Street Fighter. Yeah. Like uh, it's the game is a service. Yeah, and uh, I mean still Street Especially Fighter Five, but like play, you know. But also Street Fighter Five was able to lean on the Capcom Cup stuff that was you know a big deal ever several times. You know every quarter you pretty much had a big you know tournament series, mm-hmm. and the, I just never saw this kind of become a tournament scene game even on its own. Like, you know you don't have to necessarily integrate with like Evo or whatever, but like it's it just never no one ever talked about it after it came out yeah and like the the fight you know the it's cool that the fighters they had were like you know like okay lebron's interesting and like they had like the gremlins were cool it's a cool Mm -hmm. but also like the gremlins are like like stripe and gizmo are like things you do later after Mm -hmm. you've got all the big guys kind of in like ice climbers and smash brothers yeah it's like it's cool that you did that but like where you know i'm you know and also i think people were expecting them to go a little more esoteric, a little weirder with stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after the, especially after Space Jam Two, yeah. had like some of the character. Like there were people that were unironically thinking they were going to be Clockwork Orange characters in this game <laughs> at some point. Which no, probably not. But you could have put like Neo. Or they could, like, yeah, like something like that. Worked the IP into the game. In also, some I way. think at some point, like people just realized that th- that this game just ain't that deep. Yeah, like I mean, it, they realize it's not Smash Brothers. Yeah, this does not have the staying power of Smash Brothers in part yeah. because, like, there's a point where you've just sort of, you've figured it out. Like, Smash Brothers, for as much as I don't care about watching other people play it, still has enough variety and enough, like, depth to its combat that, like, you can you can be surprised by stuff even after, you know, thousands of hours of playing it. What and this the, the dream matchups in this not there. are more palatable to casual players. Somewhat. The dream matchups in Smash Brothers are more palatable to the core players. They are, but at the same time, I, I also think the fact that they have... Pigeonhole's not the right word, really, but the fact that they have relegated all the characters to specific roles in how they oh, play, right. yeah. I think that ended up being a... A weakness in the sense of like people are going to look at a character that like they want to play but see that the role is a role they don't know or don't understand or don't want to play and then not pick that character they like that's a good point um yep. and obviously that's true of almost any fighting game character like even smash brothers like you know you don't even play, if they're not labeled you play them all a certain way yeah, if you want to play right. them at a competitive level but they're not labeled as that in the select the screen and i know they're trying to be helpful here mm-hmm. but i think that just intimidated people it's possible yeah like it's, you label somebody like Bugs Bunny is labeled as a an expert level mage or something like that, and everyone, I, yeah, tons of people are going to look at that and be like, I don't even know what that means. You know, like so. I yeah. think that it, it accidentally made it less user inviting. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's probably accurate. But uh, the real you, thing is, they just they ran out of support for it. Do you really. think it's going to go away? 
I think it'll you know limp Less along. Less than a thousand people playing. I think it'll limp along for another. If they haven't canceled it by end of March, which is f- fiscal, it'll limp along for another couple of quarters at least. And there's, I'm sure they have other stuff in the pipeline. It's just not happening yeah. fast. Enough. And there's really no point for to have a sequel to this game. I mean, it's a platform. No, like you know how that's going to go. Yeah, like it happened. So either already. they can sustain it or it's just going to go away. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. I mean, the other thing you could do, I guess, is you could make, uh, you could do sort of a Smash Brothers melee thing and make it more offline centered, more couch combat focused, and um, uh, kind of drop the two v two focus and add like a big campaign or something. Mm-hmm. Like you could make do like a Space Jam sort of you know thing, like or Who Framed Roger Rabbit style, like yeah. big mashup thing. But like that just feels. You, you, it feels like you're probably just throwing good money after bad yeah. at that point. Yep. Uh, so anyway, Multiverse is right on the brink here of going away. So if you're someone who liked the game at launch and you want it to continue, you might want to start playing it again because that stuff could matter. When their metrics are that low, even mm-hmm. a little groundswell of players can make a difference. So Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Oh, hello. You're the only one today. Yeah, you have no play against unfortunately (laughs) you need four per match so it could be tough um and then finally the last little bit of housekeeping today is if you're a fan of diablo um an open beta is on the way which is great um the first open beta is march 17th through the 19th and i'm glad this is happening in march matt because we need content for march Mm. for game face march is looking really light right now for game releases um, so the 17th to the 19th, if you pre-ordered the game, you can get on in on the open beta. And then for everybody else, it's March 24th to the 26th. It lets you play up to level 25, and you're playing from the beginning of the game. So your save transfers over. It's the way we always say they should do every mm. freaking beta. Um, so anyway, everyone's finally, in just a month's time, going to get a taste of Diablo 4, the real McCoy, not some goofy little mobile thing that everyone's going to lose their minds over. So that's pretty exciting if you ask me. Um, are you excited for Diablo 4, Matt, now that it's eh. kind of around the corner? Eh. I am. It's Diablo. I, yeah. It's it, it, You can't get to be more of a known quantity than that. I like the genre, though, and I feel like I've been forcing myself to play weak facsimiles of that genre for years now. Because I want to play it, and then I play it, and I'm like, ah, this has the tenets of the mm-hmm. genre, but nothing, no flourishes. See, I just, I feel like I prefer the, the other games in that genre to, mm-hmm. like Diablo is. There's an edge lord quality to Diablo that I just find a little tedious, yeah, and have always found tedious. But as and as soon as other games that did the same thing popped up, I tended to like them better. I like Torchlight better. I like Titan Quest better. I like uh, Grim. Grim was it? Not Grim. Is it Grim Dawn? Grim Dawn. I like Grim Dawn better, which is also the Titan Quest guys. Path of Exile is great. Um, like I think most of those other games, the the, the, the you know the Diablo likes, I, they tend to have more interesting. Um, they tend to have more interesting um, like spins on things than I think the last two Diablos have had. Mm-hmm. And um, Diablo has played it safe here for a three while. Three and yeah. three. I I really I know why it's there, and I understand because of the focus on end game and ladder play and all that. Why it's part of it. I hate the upgrade system Diablo 3 inter- introduced where you just, mm. just switch between your abilities however oh, you want. you didn't like that. Most I, people no, I like, I like a character that you commit to a skill tree and build them a certain way. And when I can just switch around on whatever and everything feels kind of strangely similar mm-hmm. um, and everything's kind of designed to interact with... Like, part of the thing I like about those games and especially Diablo 2 was the puzzle of figuring out what synergized with everything else. 
and now I feel like the I feel like the the modern way of doing that that Blizzard does just sort of like eh, who cares? Like you'll figure it out. Like you do it, and like I get you want the freedom to like mess with your character based on what you're gonna do, and but also that's because the the the, the game is so focused on end game content and post game content, and like to it feels like Diablo. A lot of those games have, but I feel especially Diablo is like yeah, we know the main campaign is just like an afterthought to most people. You just a thing you burn through to get to the grind basically, yeah. and I. But that's what gr- I care about. And I hate the grind. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, to I'll me, I'm just like, I'd rather do something like Titan Quest, which the main the main campaign is a grind, but also it's huge, and there's a bunch of stuff to do, and it takes you a lot of different places, and it doesn't, you know, if you want to play New Game Plus and go through it again, you can do that. But, like, I don't know. It's, Diablo just feels like it has shifted. It, Diablo feels too much like an MMO to me now. Yeah, it does kind of. Um, I agree. And I get why they did that. I'm not saying they were wrong to do that. I mean, obviously, World of Warcraft was the hotness when Diablo 3 was in development and like it made sense to kind of move it more in that direction and um, I certainly don't I mean you saw that with Diablo Immortal the other thing I have a problem with Diablo is I have always had trouble finding a character class I I liked and cared about and I liked the Necromancer and then Diablo 3 came out and I didn't like any of the the character classes that came out with that like I I went with a sorcerer and kind of lived with it but I didn't like the sorcerer very much Mm -hmm. I didn't wasn't interested I hate the barbarian I, I like the uh, the bow based Amazons, but they weren't around. Um, like I, I, I just find their none of their classes sing to me. Okay. Um, except the necromancer, and I was glad they added that to, to three. And I actually did go through and finally finish three when they added the necromancer because that's my that's. Although again, I didn't like the way they did the necromancer in three. I liked the army of skeletons thing yeah. and how you got more and more and more and yeah. more. And in three, it was more like oh, you can have skeletons or you can have golems. Or you could have you can't have all of them. I mean, come on, dude. I'm like, like, no, that's the whole fucking point. Like, (laughs) it's just I just Diablo has really just sort of become a little gray to me. I'm excited for Diablo Four. I'm pumped. I can't wait for like I'm gonna have Jedi Jedi Survivor and and you know Zelda and Starfield is gonna be the same month as as uh, Diablo unless something goes horribly wrong and it might it might Um, (laughs) but like it looks like June 29th is the date for that given by some leaks yep and um, I I, there's not I just don't see a world in which I care to stop playing those games to play Diablo instead we'll see how it goes Um, I mean I'll play the the beta because there's nothing else fucking happening yeah yeah (laughs) again don't forget March 17th through the 19th if you pre-order, and March 24th to the 26th if you do not. Everyone will be able to get a chance to play it, and that's the good news. Everyone will be able to try it, a big chunk of it, before they have to plunk down their money for the game. And I think Blizzard probably kind of needed to do that after Diablo Immortal, yeah. even oh, though yeah. I actually enjoyed Diablo Immortal. Diablo Immortal wasn't bad. I mean, I yeah. didn't care in the end, but yeah. like, it's not like it felt bad to play. Yeah. It felt like Diablo. It Agreed. was... Yep. It's fine. I think the late game, the grindy stuff, is where things flew off the rails. But for people like us, like we played the campaign, and I, yeah. I was like, I liked the campaign, and I was out. I yeah, but it's just, if you rest. look at like the main, the ba- the main fan base, just they don't even think about I the know. campaign. It's different. Like that is just a thing to. It's like it's like the tutorial to, to us yeah, yeah. in a normal game. It's true. Yep. Uh, okay, let's check in with you guys before we get the show going and see what you're saying. Uh, Swanland says, "Oh, by the way." Thanks, Swanland. He's the guy who provides all the prizing, the games, for Name That Game. So if you've won Name That Game, you guys, some people ask me when they win, like, who supplied the game? Swanland. He's in chat right now. If you're in chat, thank him, because he's the one who supplied the game that I ultimately Yeah, Resident Evil 4 is next month. Uh, yes. Yeah, I guess there is one one decent game. Near the end. Like, at the end of the month, yeah. Uh, let's see what you guys are up to today um oh look we have a likely ban evader restricted 
Pitched Shriek. Hi, I want to offer promotion of your channel. We're getting spammed. (laughs) Does that mean that we made it to the front page of Twitch? No. (laughs) Because we usually don't get these people in our our stream. No, that's not common, but... Yeah. Uh, Darmist, thank you for Twitch Prime. That is awesome. Um, AJ the Legend Watson is asking if there's any coming back for the Multiverses franchise. I think we kind of answered that already. Um, Commander Fed, I think the last physical PC game I bought that came out with a disc was The Witcher 3. So it's been like 25, 6 years for him since he's bought a physical game. I'm definitely in the minority. Yeah, well, Witcher, I, I Witcher totally 3 was, yeah, that was 8 years ago. Yeah. So. Uh, AJ the Legend Watson, thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome, man. We appreciate it. Uh, Erebus Jones, it's not, it's an online only game that's going to be patched within the day it comes out, rendering the disc pointless. Is this even a big deal, even if it were true, but it's not? He's talking about Redfall. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I still buy physical games. So if they're going to just put a download code inside a physical box, that makes a difference to me. Absolutely. I mean, it makes a difference in the sense that you're paying for them. I mean, I don't don't get, I I mean, I agree with Erebus Jones. Like, I don't, if it's that online focused, who gives a shit what's on the disc? But the updates are free. Yeah, but if the updates. So there's still value to them. But what I'm saying is if, if the digital version goes away magically one day, so do the updates. Yeah. Like, that's all, it means the infrastructure for that you know the psn or whatever is gone yeah so you're you're gonna be stuck playing whatever broken crap is on the disc which i don't care about so it's not like the old days where like hey you know i have that shelf of like hundreds of ps2 games all those games are going to be exactly the way we played them back in the day because there were no updates yeah like i'm saying like if the digital copy of something goes away somehow so do all the update stuff and like too bad like, and I mean, I don't mean like being delisted so you can't buy it anymore. I mean, I bought it, I have it, and for some reason in the future, I can't download it for some reason. And like, it, it doesn't happen. It literally doesn't happen. I, I can't, I can't think of an instance of having a, owning a digital copy of something and then it goes away. Also, like you buy the online stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I have a disc copy of Shadowbane. I can't play that anymore because fuck, it's an MMO. It went away. Like yeah. those, those games, don't, I, have, I sell my disc copies of City of Heroes, yeah. hoping that one day <laughs> someone might resurrect that shit. Right. But they're not going to, you know, like, but that disc yeah. is a coaster. Like it's useless. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Hey, Dini, 23, thank you for Twitch Prime. Wampler, 13, thank you. Uh, Mazoren, thank you for Twitch Prime. Don Lionheart, thank you. Lots of people getting in here at the end of the month. That's surprising. Uh, the Big Smoke, 82, thank you. Uh, Listeved, thank you for gifting all these Tier 1 subs to people in our chat. You are awesome. Wow, lots of Tier 1 subs. Thanks, man. Um, everyone else thanking him as well. Well, what else we got here? Swan, we took in my brother's cat the other day. It wasn't working for them. Cat is such a sweetheart, though. Oh, awesome. Thank you for taking him in instead of sending him to a shelter. That's awesome. Or her. Um, the Big Smoke 82. We're looking forward to Shane's opinion on PlayStation VR 2 as I had a very similar experience with you as PlayStation VR 1 as it always made me sick. Well, I will not have my impressions for next week's show. Matt will. And then once Matt burns out on PlayStation VR 2, then I'll take it home for a couple days and see if it makes me nauseous or not. Hopefully not, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, Iviz, thank Holding you for- your breath is not going to help. <laughs> I've tried it. It doesn't help. Um, Iviz, thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome. Call of Duty 1. Henry Pumpkins, thank you for Twitch Prime. You guys are all awesome. Uh, and then just lots of reminders about the fact that there will be a disc inside Redfall now. It is funny how often. Fire Native, thank you. Glenn Rock, thank you. Amusics, thank you for jumping into chat for the first time. That's great. Uh, welcome. Um, and I think that's, it looks like that's it. Minority Games, thank you for subscribing at Tier 1. 49 months, that's amazing, bro. 
Um, okay. I think we're ready to kick off the show proper, but before we do, we have to thank our sponsor, LS Cream. I think the most important thing about LS Cream is that it's made by a fellow sifter. That's right. In fact, Lestevet, as I call him, he real name Steve Dean. Yeah, he's, he's in there making it JM Rain. He is making it JM Rain. That's right. Um, he is the, I guess, the founder of LS yeah. Cream. He is a sifter. I mean, unless you want to count his grandma. Right. It's right. her recipe. Yeah. He is a sifter. He is a gamer just like you and I. Go out and support him. Um, Ellis Cream, you may not know, is inspired by an ancestral recipe from Haiti called Cremas, or is it Cremas? Cremas, I think, is the correct way to say it. I would guess He cremas. talked about it when he was here with, visiting with us. Um, it's also a double gold winner for its original taste at the New York Wine and Spirits International Competition. So it has awards around its neck. And Matt... I went to a Super Bowl party and I took a bottle of LS cream to the Super Bowl party. And I got there and it's my rich friend. So he is living in a mansion. He's got his pool in the back. He's got caterers with the liquor. I just walked up and I just put the LS cream down with the other liquor and didn't say anything to anybody mm -hmm. and just left it there and watched. And I overheard somebody saying, what is this cream liqueur? <laughs> And I walked over and I'm like, that's LS cream. I brought that for the bar. And, and the guy made a drink with it. He loved it. And it turned into like a thing at the Super Bowl party. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're a fan of Bailey's, this is better. It mixes it up, is. drinks great. Um, I can't say it enough. So head to- Also, cream. every time I bought it at BevMo, the clerk comments on how cool the bottle looks. Oh yeah? <laughs> Three different clerks have done them. I'm like, oh, what is this? The bottle's cool. I'm like- That's something to so, say yeah, at BevMo. Cause they yeah, see they see all the bottle. bottles. <laughs> they yeah. see all the bottles. <laughs> but no, that happens every time. <laughs> yep, uh, if you want to find out where to buy it, head to creamls.com. There's a store locator there. It also tells you the whole history behind the liqueur. Like I said, support your fellow sifters. All right, mm -hmm. with that, it's time to kick off Game Face. 331. We're going to start with a game that Matt and I, at least personally, I would say, I've not played it as much as I would like to no. before I talk about it. It only on went games. live at like 9. Yep. And it turned out it was still downloading part of it. It was one of those things where, like, oh, you can start it now, but right. we're going to download another 60 gigs yeah. later. And it turned out that when you, I don't know if you played this before, it was done installing, but uh, if you haven't fully installed it yet, you can only play up to the point where you get in the car. No, no, I didn't. Know. It won't let you open the car door. Oh, it, no, it, and it says, like, available in the full version of the game. Oh. And I'm like, is this a demo? What the, what's going on? Like, and I'm like, oh, it must not be done. So I waited, and then it let me do it. And that game, um, by the way... Is so it, you don't even get to see any combat right. if you don't have the full install. I don't even know why the ready-to-start thing is, exists. I don't it's, either. It's, it's sometimes always, it's such a short... It's not worth it. Like, there's no way anyone's going to be done downloading the other half of the game by the time they get through this part. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, the game, we should have told you off the top, is Atomic Heart. It is on Game Pass on both... PC and Xbox, uh, but it's also available on, let me make sure I get this right, um, PC, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5, yeah. Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Yeah. Um, although I will say this, and you're going to see in this B-roll, having played it, I'm surprised it's not next-gen exclusive. Yeah, it, it, you, I would have believed it was next-gen exclusive if you told me. Yeah, because it looks damn good yeah there's some there's a lot of intricacy happening you're gonna see in this b-roll here it's gonna make your eyes pop um mm -hmm. it is i guess the best way i would describe it matt soviet shock yeah it's bioshock set in an alternate ussr yeah which by the way was one of my original idea like i was always when someone's like oh what buy what a new because i was always disappointed that bioshock 2 took place in the same city mm -hmm. I'm like what would you do i'm like i they need to do one that's a big parody of like american 
stuff, and they need to do one that's a big parody of like Cold War communist stuff. Yeah. And for me, I would I would have set the this is in the sky, and like then also you end up on the ground later. Yeah. Um, but I would have set my my uh, USSR uh, satire. I would have set that underground near a volcano. <laughs> but um, this this is basically yeah this is this is Bioshock in all but name yeah uh, in terms of like the concept like the elevator pitch for this is absolutely Bioshock with Soviets yeah it's set in an alternate Soviet Union where it didn't crumble and instead it became yeah. the pinnacle well, of human existence well specifically it's a Soviet Union where in the 30s it invented basically a magic technology that mm-hmm. solves all problems called polymers yeah. Um, which basically like gave it the edge in the war, and uh, th- they basically invented um, magic, cyborg, ultra computing, cloud computing, like all at once, mm-hmm. and like AI. Like it's, it's it's so they have androids and robot everything, and you have this glove that can talk to you and manipulate things with like telekinesis, and um, it's it's the whole thing is basically magic. Almost, it's so it's so advanced, but it also has sort of that '40s '50s era diesel punk sort of. I mean, it looks like Bioshock. Let's just be honest. <laughs> like, I mean, you can definitely see like this. There, you can see the inspiration. You can definitely see Columbia and this city having a fight. Look at the, know, like, these shots here, though. Like all yeah, it's the really polys cool. that it's pushing. Like, and you can sit here and watch this parade go by, yeah. and it doesn't really change. It's all just like it's just, it's huge crowds of robots and little platforms with dancing robots on them. It doesn't really change, but it's still a really impressive like. It makes a really display. strong first like it impression. sets the tone yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, like you're like okay, yes, I know where we are. Yeah. Thank you. Um. So yeah, and so all these sta- some of these statues are like Marx and Lenin and stuff, but a lot of them are like the fictional. Um, scientists who invented this this stuff and basically are credited for uh, you know like basically are credited for the success of of the Soviet experiment so mm-hmm. to speak yep. um, and all all menial and manual labor is done by robots um, like you see them like sweeping there all the kiosks are manned by robots that are like, incessantly cheerful but have no um, they have no facial expressions yeah they're like they, which means they didn't have to animate. I do not faces. understand this room at all. Not Why are these either. two jets like plowing into the ground? I think this I, is something that you maybe learn about later. Maybe like you come get this thing from these two robots, and then then they leave. Which they is make actually you leave immediately. Yeah, which and also these weird. these are two of the only robots with boobs. Oh, really? Almost none of the other. The others are all very sexless. In yeah, fact, you're right. Actually. In fact, I was kind of surprised at how sexless this game was until I ran into the upgrade. The vendor, kiosk. yeah, <laughs> the upgrade. I'm like, okay, I guess that's where all that went. Um, um, Shiki's asking, did the Bioshock people make this? No, no this was no. made in Russia, actually. Yeah, a Russian developer called Mundfish. It's a, the first game. Who from it turns, who Mundfish. turns out the Stalker Two developers do not like very much, which makes me nervous. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> So there's that, and we'll talk about that at the end of our discussion, the whole Russia angle with this. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with what's going on with Putin invading Ukraine, we are firmly behind Ukraine. Um, and so there's some things about this game that made me a little bit uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but we'll get into that again at the end. Um, so what happens, though, to set the plot in motion is that the robots basically take over. Yeah. There's, there's a robot sort of revolt. A, yeah, the robot revolt. And it seems to have been, actually, because this is like where you, fl- this is bizarre, like this little, like, flying pig robot Where thing it picks pick, up your car picks your car up and flies you down to the surface <laughs> of the also the one thing i did like you, you you know this is a flying city like that's dedicated to science it's like a lab slash living area 
and like you fly out and go down through. It's really cool. Like you mm-hmm. fly out and go through all the, all the other flying things around there, and you go down through the clouds and land on this like big complex where where the main game takes place. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like at the beginning of the game, everyone's looking around, going, walking around, going like, "Oh, it's such a beautiful day." And so I'm like, if you're above the cloud line, that is fucking freezing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it, it's no one like would be having a good day here. Zero, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, not unique to this game, Columbia. I don't think realism is this game. No, forte, not so much. Let's be honest. Not so much. <laughs> you, I mean, I mean, you just say they polymerize the weather around yeah. the city or something, I guess, because that's the word they use for when you get cyborgized in this game. Yep, you play um, as Agent Bootlicker P three, and he is a Soviet bootlicker. Oh, he is a true believer. He, no question. He is dyed in the wool. But also USSR. uses a lot of modern American slang. Yeah, and that is, wasn't around back. It wasn't then. around then, <laughs> and is everyone in this game is a dick yeah. like it's so like he it's hard and, to find characters to relate yeah to he is sure. um, you're the main character is like like a lot of the voice acting is bad the voice acting in this is pretty terrible and not like yeah, in general but it's like you're listening to it and you're like it's not like anyone's performance is wrong it's more like, it's just uh, like it's the tone is everywhere it's off. like and it's like no one's no one realizes they're in the same game. I don't a think lot that of the they pa- were watching the footage of the game when they recorded the VR. Probably not. Yeah, so and I don't think that they had any kind of like reference, reference to it. Point for it. Yeah. Well, also like a lot of the passerby and a lot of the like incidental stuff. It feels like it's from a different game. Like, yeah. Like it feels like it's from the game I'd expect a system shock set in this kind of situation to be. Whereas like the main character is running around go- calling everybody a crispy critter. Yeah. And over I and do over not. And that's over that's, his, that's like his catchphrase yeah. is calling people crispy critters. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that fucking mean? I don't like know, dude. he and like yeah. so, he'll do things where he'd be, like, he'd be like, oh, it's amazing. What we can do is technology is incredible. That's fantastic. And then like the glove will say something because it, it's like AI can talk. And he's like, fuck you, shut the fuck up. You're like, yeah. what? Like he runs this to say he runs game. hot. In like a month that we played that has a sentient object. Yeah, but I'll tell you this: Forspoken is way better performed. Oh, the writing and anything in this way better. Yeah, than the arm. You feel actually in this game, I constantly feel like I'm hitting some kind of cultural barrier. It feels like when they translate stuff from like like the old JRPGs, and you'd be like, I don't know what that means. And like years later, you'd find out it was just like a badly translated idiom (laughs) or something. And in this, I feel like there's a bunch of stuff about like Russian culture I don't understand, and I and like it's being translated poorly into English. And I just I'm, and the disc, that's what the disconnect is. Like I don't. It feels like I'm playing a bad translation a lot of the time, even though clearly the voice actors speak fluent English. Oh yeah, they just there's a lot of weird shit. And like actually, the robots are pretty well done because they don't have any inflection. Right. Like, yeah. It's very strange. Like you constantly feel like you're on drugs or something. Like it, yeah. it, it's hard to tell what the game is trying to say to the point, and we'll probably get to this later. But like. I'm, I'm like I can't tell if this game is in favor of the Soviet stuff or not. Like, I mean, so far what I played, it appears that it is in favor of sort it. Sort of, knows but what it, happens at the end if they have an opinion? Yeah, I don't know, but it feels like there's no way you set this character up as the big true believer, no doubt guy, without him being horribly disillusioned at some point. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I mean, obviously very early days, but like I don't know, like I, 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 I even this that, even this early in the does. game, I don't. I've learned to not expect anything normal out of it, this. I'll say that having played four or five hours of it, I'm a little nervous that it's not going to get there. I'm hoping that it does by the end. There's a realization in the game at some point. We'll I don't see. know. Um, so as I said, you play as Agent P3. As Matt mentioned, he has a snarky, sentient, AI-powered glove. 
And the glove gets upgrades throughout the game. There's an upgrade yeah. machine that you stumble across. The glove is basically the tonics yeah. in the Bioshock. Yeah, it's it's your superpower the, glove. Right. It's the superpowers that you get. Like the yeah. first one that you get is like a shock yeah. ability. It shoots, it shoots lightning. It shoots frost. It can tell. It can hover. Uh, pick things up and throw them. Yeah. It can create a shield. Yep. Like it's it's um it's the it's the, the Bioshock part. Yeah. If you played Bioshock, it's just a different vehicle to deliver all the yeah. supernatural abilities. So you're, you know you have your weapon. You have guns and melee weapons, and you also have these the powers of the glove, just like the Tana. So yeah, if you it's Bioshock. And you just saw right there. See those green like columns? That's another important element, not just of this universe, but of the game. It's this like gelatinous substance that yeah. you can swim in. Yeah, it's the polymer. Yeah, it's like some it's like congealed version of the polymer, and you can swim through it. And you actually get in it, and like there's sections of the game where you have to like figure out your way through yeah. the polymer. It can be a little confusing at times. It's, it's easy weird to get turned around for sure. And then melee is a big part of this game. Unfortunately, unfortunately, and it Matt, if for some reason I've missed it, but. Like I played the whole almost the whole time I played it without realizing there, that there there's was the a dodge, dodge. There it is, right there. Dodge. It pops up while you're fighting the first group, so you're not. That's how I missed it. Because you're not looking over there. Yeah, you're looking at the guy trying to kill you. I had missed it. I yeah. played this whole thing, and I accidentally stumbled upon the fact there was a dodge. It's in really it. the 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 UI is really bad in a lot of ways. Like not just that. It's like stuff pops up while you're doing other things and disappears, and like and there's not necessarily a way to know to go find it again. Um, when you're collecting stuff, like it, so, like you can pick up those little stop po pocket watches that are like mm. the audio logs because yeah. again, it's Bioshock. Yeah. But if you don't activate that to like to let it play, it just stays. It's like this little red box, and it just stays there. And all the other stuff you're picking up pops up underneath it, so uh -huh. you can't see what you're picking up. Yeah, the UI. It's not all. Great. There's a lot of overlap text. It's it's very messy in places. It's it's surprising, really. You don't see that much anymore. Yep. Uh, but your objective is to quell the robot uprising and clear all the robots out of facility 3826. Mm -hmm. And that's the overarching goal. Now, as you play along, things become complicated. You meet new people. Objectives change. Um, but that is the primary goal that you're trying to accomplish throughout the game. Now, the initial sections of this game that Matt and I have played through, this game is a, that, that those parts are a survival horror game. Mm -hmm. So you have a shotgun, you have melee, you you know, you, you search through all the cabinets and stuff, you get like one shotgun shell. So they limit the ammo that you get. You yeah. can't overuse the shotgun. You get more shotgun. pretty fast, but I have not used the shotgun yet. Really? No, You're I'm just, just using I'm melee. Just using the axe. Uh, yeah. I got to a certain point where I got tired of the melee combat because it's clunky. It isn't good. The, the, the feedback is bad. I love that so many of them have this stupid mustache. Uh-huh. Um, but like... Uh yeah I I the, the melee combat is fine like I bet it's like you you can get through it but like you, there's not enough feedback when you get hit so like you're a lot of times you'll you'll be low on health before you realize you've been taking hits because the the range of the enemies is a little wonky mm -hmm. range of your own weapon well the, is pretty the wonky. robots some of them will run at you and drop kick yeah they can hit you and the other thing too is if you get hit like twice or three times you're dead mm -hmm. like well, it that's only what the takes dodge a couple is for. of shots from the robots to kill you. So yeah, the initial part of it, of good hits. it feels like a survival horror game in a lot of ways. But at a certain point, the game cracks open and it becomes an entirely different game. Mm. It, then it becomes an open world. Yeah, it's actually open world once you get out of that first facility. But then the open world is mostly comprised of like puzzles mm -hmm. once you get into the open world. it's not Yeah, and they, they hint at you. Early on, you're like, 
there sure are a lot of different locks in this game, uh-huh. and you're like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, like there's, the lo- there's a me- there's puzzles on somebody the like the witness. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there's door locks that have there's like four or five different variations. Yeah, of the there's puzzle. like there's key ones where he makes a bunch of cookie jokes. Yeah, which is I, fuck, <laughs> like what? I I, hate, I don't. The tone of this game is so weird. It's inconsistent. Yeah, it's it's hard to put a and again. It turns into a different game. At first, you think you're playing this very linear survival horror game where you have to manage all your shotgun shells. Yeah, you think you're playing like a Bioshock. Yeah. And they also try to make you do stealth in the early part. And as it turns out, screw the stealth. No, it's totally useless. I just blow up the cameras and just fight the guys. And I blew the stealth. The first time they tell you to do that, you're like, sneak up and I'll take them out. The gloves, like, sneak up and I'll take them out. But it doesn't tell you you're immediately going to have to hammer B. Right. And I wasn't, yeah. and I couldn't tell what the thing was trying to get me to do. It's a quick time event. It's a quick time event, but I, so I yeah. just pressed B, and then I realized, like, oh, you want me to press it a bunch more time? And then all of a sudden, it was over, and the thing attacked me, and I never got to do a stealth kill. So, <laughs> and then you realize they were pointless, and you just started killing right. The robots. Like, why well, doesn't matter? They also they see you so easily. Oh, they see you. They're from like way on far. hyper. They can see you from like a hundred yards away, and they'll come running at you and drop kick yeah. your ass, like. So it's, oh, and what was like? You have the scan thing that you get early on, where you yeah, like where you hold your L with like your an fingers. L, yeah. and he makes some reference when that happens. Like oh, he really? Makes, he makes some comment about like, like oh, like that. It's like some. It's clearly some kind of cultural reference to something. Oh, it's oh. like an evil eye reference. Oh, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't like I, I'm, I'm like that. I know like evil eye stuff is a big Russian thing, but like yeah. I, I think this is supposed to be like you. Dispel it or something, maybe. But like, no, I don't know what that. But, but the like, that's the joke, and it's, it makes no sense yeah. if you don't have any the idea. Scanning about that. in this, I'm not quite sure what it does. It turns everything black and white. But it just tells you where anything electrical or anything yeah. Android is, and like, that, like, it can be games. helpful. But it's like, or initially, I thought I was going to be using that sort of like Last of Us to like tell where people are when I'm trying to stealth around them. Mm-hmm. But there's no way to stealth around them most of the time. You just need to know where they are. I mean, I guess Every I use I it scan, to know like, where I can I pull some scanning? guy in. So I don't. I stop scanning. Well, I scan. You can scan to see if there's like stuff still in, in like containers you haven't found because yeah. like when you're going around rooms and like sucking everything out of the drawers sometimes it's hard to know if you got them all yeah but like that's about it that's it like, yeah and you can see where androids are i guess like i see I, sometimes i use it to see where the androids are so i don't like pull more than like two at once because then you're yeah. sort of in trouble yep um as we said you can upgrade your arsenal um you can upgrade trees are pretty simple they're not gigantic um, no, they're, 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 you can upgrade stuff pretty fast, especially the weapons. Yeah, it's really a matter of getting the the, blu- the blueprints upgrades. and recipes, which do seem to be sort of placed intentionally in place. Like, yeah. I feel like that's designed, yeah. not random. And there's a so there's a female voice that is inside the upgrade stations. They're basically like soda machines that you find, and yeah. she's obsessed with sex. Yeah. She just talks about sex. But then sometimes, the but sometimes you find them, and she and she's like, "Oh, I'm glad to see," her. and you're like, "What?" Yeah. What happened? Like, <laughs> just done every you time. Lost your libido. Yeah, it's it's interesting. To come say back later. And yeah, like, but the upgrades are noticeable, um, worthwhile. Um, unlike some other, there's some games that I've been playing this week where that was not the case. Where I cut upgrades and I'm like, wait a minute, did this do anything? Um, so they're meaningful, and I, I guess some people have said that like as you play the they voice at the stations tones down the rhetoric eventually. Maybe we've already reached that point. I mean, that was the second one I went to. Yeah, she was yeah. no, she was no so longer super horny, so I don't know. What, it's already headed in that And there was direction. even a dialogue option to ask what the deal was that she wasn't like that anymore, and then it yeah. didn't really answer anything, Yep. which is most of the dialogue in this game. Yeah, so as Matt mentioned earlier, you get a bunch of powers that you can use with the sentient glove. There's telekinesis, there's electricity zaps, there's a frost, there's 
Was there anything the else? The shield. The shield. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. There's another one, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, there's a there's an enhanced uh, telekinesis. Mm. Like you can enhance the throwing object stuff. Yep. But I haven't done that yet. And as we said, the game tries to force you to use stealth, but it's a joke. There's really no point in doing it. Um, the enemies are just simply too alert and yeah, too here's, deadly. Here's the stealth. Yeah, there it is. Yep. And here's where the, the bee pops up, and I don't... What, no, what do you want? Yeah, I managed to actually hit it. No, you didn't. There you go. Oh, was that too that, late? That failed. Yeah, I still had to kill it yeah, with so the axe. That's, exact, that's exactly what happened to me. Because <laughs> what's going to prepare you for that? And no. it wasn't just hit bee. It's, it's, it's hammer bee. Yeah, it's yeah. hammer bee. Yeah. It's oh, like, the, the the glowing red circles mean they're doing a a, a strong attack. It's unblockable, and you can right? it's it's just it's just more damaging if it hits you. It can it can knock you down. Yeah. So you're, that's what it teaches you to try to dodge more than anything. Use and the you RB see, in this You game can see here as you're picking stuff up, and you've got the red. The, you can see the the inventory stuff popping up behind the audio log thing. Oh yeah. So it all is te- overlapping yeah, text. You can't and read stuff. it. Like yeah. what? This game has some your own Yeah. 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 <laughs> it just does. Um. The other thing I would say, too, is the early part of the game that we mentioned is like survival horror, which is what you're seeing in this B-roll here. It does become a little monotonous because what yeah, happens is you does. fall down like this elevator shaft down to the bottom of this underground facility. And then the objective, you have to fight your way back up to the surface. Yeah. And the, but there's a bunch of stuff where it's like, OK, do this, get up here, get up here, get up here, do this, climb over this. And then they just knock you down again. And it's just yeah. like okay, so much stuff happens is completely out of your control early on that it's shocking when you get out and like, oh, you just want me to wander around now? I get... Some of it's copy and paste. There's I've been yeah. in rooms where the two two rooms are like basically oh, yeah. identical. And the only way you know there's a different room is that you haven't opened all you the doors yet. haven't opened the case yet. Yeah. yeah. So the early part of this game, it does drag a little bit. Um, again, it starts strong with that crazy walk-in where you see the world for the first time. Mm-hmm. But once you actually start playing the moment-to-moment stuff in this, it does start to wear out its welcome a little bit before you finally make it up to the surface. Uh, the, the comparison to Bioshock Infinite continues. It does. <laughs> actually, you're right. It's, it's a very accurate analog. I would say the, the, the hitting things with melee in Bioshock Infinite is more satisfying than yeah. this because you definitely feel yeah, yeah. that. I also like I know when I hit some. I mean, some of the times like they knock, they battle, fall over, and like you see their their limbs come off and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, oh, dude, they if know. you hit them with the axe, it marks them. Yeah, yeah, it's there's some cool. cool stuff in this game. There is. Like, like it, that's why it's so weird and frustrating. Is like it's, I it's, know. <laughs> it's like these it's little like, flashes. It's like less than the sum of its, its parts yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, I'd agree with it. It's, it fails to congeal into a cohesive whole. Yeah, it's all these cool little disparate elements that just never work together in yeah. any meaningful right, here way. We get another cutscene that knocks you all the way down yep. after trying to make progress. Yep, enemies are damage sponges. Like you saw some of yeah. that combat, how many times you have to hack them with the axe to kill them. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> to me, it got a little ridiculous after a while. Um, and if you you get attacked by more than a couple enemies at once, you're basically dead. You really, you, at least yeah, in you the early run. going, you really have no chance of survival. Like, the most I've been able to handle at once was three. Anything more than that, forget it. Mm-hmm. At least in the early going, anyway. Um, as I said, ammo is scarce in the early going. It's very much like a survival horror game in that way. You can't just unload your gun. You have to use it strategically. Only when you're in a pinch, pretty much. For the most part, you want to use your axe. Um, getting health replenished is also very scarce. So, you know, if you can't yeah. just run all Early way, on, there's a lot of it, but eventually yeah. you're like, oh, it's, it's kind of Suddenly, after a while. it just kind of disappears, yep. 
Um, and as you've seen in the B-roll, there's lots of rummaging to be done in the myriad cabinets that you find. But as I said, a lot of times you'll rummage through a whole room of stuff and you'll find one shotgun shell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not like they're going to overload you with the resources. Um, and then there's, you know, most of the enemies that you fight, they do get repetitive because you're fighting the same humanoid robots over and over and over again. Um there are some like airborne bots that you have to fight with that come out of nests that you have to kind of incapacitate to keep them from respawning. Mm-hmm. There's all that kind of stuff. That's in the what game. you do not want to use the axe for. No, definitely not. You can make new all kinds of new weapons, but like mm-hmm. you've got to have the materials for it. Which yeah. Is, uh... Yep, and that's what all the rummaging is for. Um, I'll say this though: this studio, Matt Mundfish, it's a studio to watch. Yeah, well, this like, is its first game. Yeah, you're definitely looking at kind of a Spiders thing here. Yeah. It's like, give him a couple more games. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it'll ever get over the hump, because Spiders still hasn't managed to. Um, but this is, look, this is already a more auspicious start than anything Spiders has done. I mean, I would argue. As far as, like, technical um, proficiency and creating an interesting world and all that kind of stuff, like, to me, Munfish is ahead of Spiders in, in those regards. I mean, I think they're ahead of Spiders in, if you compare their first games, Mars Warlogs and, yeah. and this, but in ter- I think Spiders is ahead of them overall in terms of, like, Greedfall comes together better as a fake-ass Bioware game than this comes together as a fake Bioshock game. Agreed. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. But again, Greedfall is what their fourth game, third right. game. Yeah. So give this, fourth, give these guys three, three more games, and we'll, yeah. Yep. And now let's talk about the cultural angle. We don't want to talk about it too much because we haven't really played enough of it to know. Um, but this is developed by a studio in Russia. Um, they have, I believe, intentionally stayed out of the rhetoric about Putin and the invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. Although. I read I think a report they've, they've that said that they refuse to denounce the invasion of Ukraine or something. They w- they would only dance around it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes me a little uneasy. Doesn't make me uneasy. Really? Because if you denounce it, you disappear. Yeah, like because they, they are live there. In right. It does make a difference. Like, yeah, they'll they'll go after their family or something. Right. Like that's yeah. I, I I can't fault them for that. Like I understand why people are like, oh no, but you're American or Western somehow. And you don't know. That like weird, you know, there are consequences for minor stuff like that. There. Yeah, yeah, I like, agree. With you. Now, so it, it, I, I would published. have a hard, I have a hard time believing someone made this game with no sense of irony. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Um, it is published in Russia by the state agency. Right, that is the question. And yeah. now, if you dig into that, you'll see that that means that not that much money actually does make it to the Kremlin, but a little bit will. So mm-hmm. if you have a moral compunction to avoid yeah, something like this you're like kind I'm of in a hogwarts gonna, situation yeah here, i'm not yeah. gonna judge um that's totally up to you you'd have to do a lot of research to figure out exactly how damaging mm-hmm. it is yeah because there's all there's a bunch of other european yeah, there's people a lot involved of stuff. Like, yeah. other companies it gets involved. very complicated it is on game pass it is yeah which means which good luck finding out yeah it was weirdly last hidden. night i had to search for it on the microsoft store yeah, I, it was not in game. Well, I was trying to like you were gonna do. You were like, oh, I, they, they want seventy bucks for this game. I almost I, bought it, and I was like, yeah, easy game pass. Yeah, this game and also, then, like, by the way, seventy dollars. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a. I mean it's not next gen only, but it's like yeah, yeah. Well, games are gonna be seventy dollars. I mean that's just kind of that's the just thing how now. it is. Yeah. Um, but I I said I I put it on my PC 
through Game Pass earlier, and I didn't know if it was on it. But then I'm like, you know, there it is. It's unexpected. And then you couldn't find it because if you search through the store, it doesn't come up as Game Pass. Well, if you Pass. search Game Pass, it would not come no, up. No, but if you go into the Game Pass, like if you go in like your full library into the Game Pass, it's in there. Yeah. But it looks like it's a different database entry than the actual buy the I game. I think it is. Yeah. And a lot of times those are like the same. Right. You can right. either buy it or install it through Game Pass. Yeah. This one seems to be separate, which is a little odd. Yeah. But it is 70 bucks. So. Or like 90 bucks or 110 bucks, depending on which edition with all the extra crap you get. Yeah. Um, I would suggest not spending $110 on this. No. <laughs> Definitely suggest that. Um, reports suggest the game's about 20 hours long. Mm-hmm. So it's not a gigantic open world action no, RPG. But that's a. I, just at this that's point, fine. it's about as much of this as yes. I would want to play. <laughs> I, would, kind of thing. I yeah. would not want. I don't think I'd want to play in this world for sixty hours. No, no, I don't think <laughs> honestly. We need that. Um, and also, that's true of Bioshock too. Like, yeah. like the, those, pro- the progression of those games is about right. Yeah, those games also come in around eighteen hours usually, yeah. and they're You're doing about everything. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about when I'm ready. Um, the legacy is asking: Is Atomic Heart better than Prey or Dishonored? Oh. I would say I, Prey I do, is better. I do not think it's better than Prey. I don't either. All. No. But I like this more than Dishonored. I will more, I'm more, I, but that's like, it's, it's not that it's, like it's better than Dishonored. I just, I just like, like it more. It more. Agreed. I think Dishonored is a better crafted yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. And Dishonored. But I'd rather play this. Dishonored this is, is doing a very different thing. I'm just, look, I've never been interested in Dishonored's world. That's the problem for me. So. And I don't like how Dishonored plays. Yeah. So. I would rather play this than Dishonored. Is it a better crafted game? Probably not. No, probably not. Yeah. It's just, this is a more, for me, this is just easier to get my head around in terms of what it wants from yeah. me. And Dishonored, I never, I always feel like I'm doing something wrong. Yep. Um, now, look, again, neither one of us have played the vast majority of this game. So it's hard for us to tell yeah. you right now whether we recommend buying the game. I would say this if the rest of the game is of the same quality of what I've played in the first handful of hours. I would struggle to tell someone to pay $70 for it. Yeah. Like, this kind of screams, you know, try it later when it's cheaper. Or on Game Pass. Because the it's thing is... It's a perfect is, Game well, Pass game. Because the thing <laughs> is, it is a perfect Game Pass game. It's also, like... Like, it's not like Bioshock games. I know, like, they're, you know, if you want to call all immersive sims a form of Bioshock game, I guess. But this is very specifically doing the Bioshock Oh, this thing. is bl- a blatant um, lift of Bioshock. Yeah. And like down to like right the stand of this where you're traveling to the location to the city yeah to the, yeah absolutely it's this walk and, and talk. Every, there's all these crazy surreal statues everywhere uh-huh. I mean it's God if one of those statues is Andrew Ryan I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> you know? but like it's yeah it's um so if yeah if that is something that speaks to you then yeah there's not a lot of other things to recommend right yeah. don't, people don't do those games very much the question is like if you're a Bioshock fan and you want to play this because it looks like Bioshock. You're either going to think its shortcomings are fine because you're getting this thing, this specific thing you don't get very often, or you're going to be kind of irritated the whole time that it doesn't feel as good as Bioshock. Yeah. And like, I don't know if there's a way to know that until you try it. I, I can't say this for sure because I've, again, I've only played a certain amount so of So if games. you're going to do that, I would risk less money yeah. to find out. Yeah. Would I would guess that ultimately the story in this and the payoffs are not going to be as good as the Bioshock franchise. I would assume not. I, I may be wrong, um, but just having played a bunch of this, that would be my guess. But I'm, Or if it is, you're not going to realize it because it's going to be delivered so weird you don't realize right. what happened. <laughs> right, that's true. Like it's, that, yeah. it's, it's not boring. No. But it's just like a lot, of t- a lot of scenes happen and I just come out of it like, 
what was that? Yeah, what like, happened? What happened? Like, What's the significance of it? Yeah. Why did my character say that? Yeah, like it's very yeah. weird. Like, and again, it do, I don't think it does a great job of teaching the player how to play it either. You have to pay attention. Like again, I no. missed the dodge mechanic because they popped up the tooltip during your first combat. And there's not even a way. I know this is a modern game thing, but there's not even a way. Because like, at some point, so there's there's a there's a quick use health item in the lower mm-hmm. left corner. Yeah. They hit down on the D-pad and use it. And when I got a, you're using small health things. And when a medium health thing I got for the first time, it switched that to the medium one. And I don't like to like to use up my small ones before I switch to right. medium because by the time I'm done doing that, I will probably have a ton of mediums because the game will have started giving me medium right. as the default health thing instead of small. We all, we, yeah, we do that. We're all yeah, hoarders. Yeah, we all do it. Yeah. And that, but I couldn't figure out if it ever told me I missed it. I, I couldn't figure out how to switch the quick I slot. I never figured it out either. Too small. And I went through like, oh, maybe the like you look at the controller diagram and the options. There is no controller diagram in the options. There's no way to know what the controls are supposed to be. The crazy thing I'm too like, for me, I don't know, is that I I actually plowed through and finished Hogwarts Legacy this week. Mm. I got was totally hooked on it and I just plowed through and finished it. That game, a game we're going to talk about next, and this game all does health replenishment with either up on the D pad or down on the D pad. <laughs> and so I. In playing all these games at once, I completely would forget, is it up or is it down? And mm-hmm. in some of the games, hitting the wrong thing will make you use something else. Yeah. It took me forever <laughs> to, to remember that right bumper is like your in, standard interact on this you game. You use yeah. RB in this a lot. Yeah, it is your it main It is the button. most used button, which is so rare for any game. Yeah. When it, at one point, it tells you like... X is the open the weapon wheel. Yeah, I'm like X is yeah, that? That never like, is. I've nev- never seen that before. <laughs> I know. I know. It's why weird. is the use power button? Like, like okay, yeah. like I don't. Somebody's been playing too much Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, and Vortex Complex says this is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. This game is crazy. Like, there's moments where you just shake your head. You're like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and you guys are seeing like the B roll where I've chopped out a little bit in the downtime and only included like the important stuff. So you're not getting the whole picture. So I can only imagine it must seem really bonkers to someone just watching this B-roll who hasn't heard the voiceover mm-hmm. and learned about why all this yeah, stuff is it's, happening. And, it's a weird, and it's also like culturally a mash of a bunch, like it's, there's a little bit of uh, Nier Automata in yeah, this. Like with the, the robot designs a little uh-huh. bit like that. Yep. There's a, you know, there's an Eastern European sort of pedigree to robot servants because that's where the word robot comes from, I think the Czech word for slave. Yeah. Um, was that Rossum's, Rossum's Universal Robots is where the word robot comes from, a play from the early 1900s. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a cultural like, basis for this cult subject matter from you know, these devs, which is interesting, too. Yeah. Um, and it's a take, you know, there's an element of like, it, it's a take on things that wouldn't be necessarily a fully Western idea about this sort of subject matter, which would be cool if the presentation wasn't so confusing in terms of what the characters said all the time, because I like, especially the main character, main character. I do not know. Everyone is a dick to everybody in this game, but it, particularly the main guy. And I don't know why he's and so he's, unlikable, but yeah. he's also like really weirdly cheerful about it. Yeah. Like I it, can't the, again, get a hold like, of, I don't feel like the, the voice actors were seeing the game while they were voicing the line. I don't know. The vo- it almost feels like the voice actors weren't, didn't know what they were like there's a part of me it's like did you ai voice act this because some of the deliveries some of the deliveries on this is very weird also they keep saying comrade you're right and i'm like is that on purpose is is that on purpose is that like a russian pronunciation 
or does the computer voice not know no, how comrade is pronounced? Who knows? It's weird. So I guess if you were trying to make me paranoid, well done, yeah. Mugfish, because you did it. I'm, I went through this game and I don't understand what's happening or why it's doing what it's doing, and I keep questioning everything. Yeah. Which is, I guess, a, I guess a success in some ways. Yeah. I mean, I will say this: I have enjoyed my time playing it. Yeah, it's not it's not as good as any of the Bioshocks in terms of mm-hmm. mechanical feel how the feel like it feels to play and, and and all that and kind of what it's delivering to you. But like it's close enough that it's not bad. I guess it'll fill the void if you've been missing. Bioshock, and there's a lot of imagination. Everybody there. is because it's been forever since we had one. This does fill the void moderately well, I would say. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's not up to that same standard, but it's a close enough facsimile that you can fool yourself into thinking. You're playing a new Bioshock game, at least for fleeting moments yeah. here and there. It's, I mean, it's, it's not like anything else that's out right now. Right now, I'll give it that yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, so anyway, don't forget that that is on Game Pass right now. So if you don't want to plunk down seventy dollars for the game, you can just, I guess we always say, subscribe to Game Pass for a month for fifteen bucks, and off you go. It's available for both PC and Xbox Game Pass. Um, and it's also available mm-hmm. for both PS4 um, and PS5. And again, in those platforms you have to spend the full $70 which at this point Matt and I both recommend staying away from that yeah this is a game pass one or wait or wait um so it drops also to AJ the legend Watson asked are the reviews pretty much on point for this game I don't know what the reviews are on this I didn't I haven't, really I haven't read looked them yet. either I skimmed through to see and that's how I learned that it you know it turns into an open world game like mm-hmm. eventually um, so I skimmed some coverage of it, but I didn't really read any of the reviews. I don't even know what its Metacritic average is. Actually. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't looked at the reviews on this at all. Yeah. Um, I don't know when they went up. Yeah. Again, the game just went live on Game Pass last night at nine. It's, 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 the chat says it's got a seventy-four. Sounds about yeah. right. And then the now like I said it's a seventy-one. Oh. Says that Japanese dude. Uh, so maybe that depends on the platform, I guess. Yeah. Um, Pot F2 says this is good until Ken Levine's game comes out. Yeah. Judas, which yeah, is... I think you'll probably finish it before that comes out, but yeah. I guess that's supposed to be this year, according, uh, we'll to, one, according to one of our viewers. <laughs> right. We'll see if that happens or not. Um, Schneeky's asking, what happened to the Bioshock team? A lot of them went with Ken well, Levine. Ken Levine. Yeah, they're making, they're making Judas. Ghost House or something? Ghost that sounds right. Stories ghost something. or something? Yeah, that ghost something. Yeah. Um, a lot of them went with him. And they it's, have, that's a reference, I think, to the fact that it's like a ghost of... Of the old of studio. the old studio, irrational. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people went with him, but then a lot of people started complaining, working with him, saying that he was he would come in, they wouldn't see him for a week, and he'd come in, they'd be working on something for a whole week, and he'd just trash it. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "I don't care that you work fifty hours ghost, on this; it sucks." Ghost story games. Ghost story so. games. Yeah. Um, so anyway, and Rock and Roll four four five eight says reviews are very mixed: some nines, some sixes, and even some ones. Ones. So is that someone looking at the cultural angle of it? I must, yeah, it must that'd be. That'd be my guess. Yeah. That, um, that must be uh, uh, America, the wired. Game, America Game Reviews. <laughs> or the Wired Game Review. MakeGamingGreatAgain.com or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, there you go. That is Atomic Heart. Um, available for everything but Switch, basically. And again, we recommend to check it out on Game Pass. Judas is apparently March 2025 at the latest. Somebody... Okay, so I think there's somebody... Someone in, in the chat that was was working on it yeah. and said it was there, I think further along I'm not going to name, and I know what their name is. There is someone who frequents our show and our stream who is working on the game. And I'm not going to speak out of turn. Mm-hmm. If he wants to talk about it, he can talk about it. And he knows that we're talking about him right now. So if, if he wants to chime in and say 2025, that's a bunch of BS, we'll let him do that. He knows better than we do. So... Um, Again, an auspicious debut for the studio. Like, I want to see what the studio does next. And I would be cool with them making another one of these. 
Like they've mm-hmm. got a world there that works and makes sense. Yeah, and that be, they've mostly real. It would be interesting to see their take on like America. Yeah, or not. <laughs> I mean, hey, that would get you in the press. It would absolutely. You know, uh, one thing worse than being not being talked about, and that's not being talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, this is the heart episode of Game Face. So we're going from Atomic Heart to yeah. another game called Wild Hearts. And, and then the game after this, there's another connection with there it, is, too, yeah. which is very weird. <laughs> it's weird. Um, Wild Hearts is, I can't believe this game is published by EA, first of all. It is a Monster Hunter clone made by Omega Force, which is a studio mm. that usually makes like the Dynasty Warriors franchise, although it has made a game similar to this called uh, Taukiden, I believe. Yeah, it's the same team. Yeah, and it's the same team that worked on that, that works on this. To me, Matt, it's just bizarre that EA signed this game. And look, I realize... It is very weird to see the EA logo and the Koei Tecmo logo together. It really is insane. I understand that every publisher is looking for ongoing games and games as a (laughs) service. And I understand that EA doesn't have a lot happening at home right now. Nope. And But still, this is such a weird partnership. I This game is very Japanese. Not yeah, like Cinetech makes a good a consequence of Valentine's Day last week with the heart. Like would have been better last week with yeah. all the hearts. <laughs> well, I do think that these games were released around this time frame because of yeah, Valentine's. they were they're all last week. Yeah, I think that's why um, they were released in this week when they could have picked any week in February or any week in March or whatever. I think that that's why both of these games were released around this time. Yeah, I, I wonder how much that helped. Yeah, well. <laughs> Based upon the end, or the uh, sales charts from the UK, not very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just put it to you that way. Um, this is a Monster Hunter clone, but it is a monster. It is a cross between Monster Hunter and Fortnite. Believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and the Fortnite part, you may be like, why? Because it's a game as a sir. No, because there is building in this game, mm-hmm. and it is the and it's weirdest integral to the combat oh you have to do it uh, you can't topple some i also these... say i like this part where you get to choose whether you kill it or pet it yeah that doesn't <laughs> seem to really come yeah i petted pet. it <laughs> i slayed it i that doesn't really seem to come back yeah really but uh, like i like that it let me pet it and get that little stuff illusion anyway. at the beginning there yeah, i'm like oh maybe we won't just be mindlessly murdering forest <laughs> w- wildlife for no good re- no that's pretty much what the game is anyway yeah the game is set in a fictional world called azuma but it's really just feudal japan if you haven't been able to mm-hmm. tell yet by it's a very magical feudal japan yeah by what exactly by what you've seen of the of the b-roll so far um there's not really much of a story to speak of it's just like monster hunter where they're just like we got to defend the town the, yeah. the monsters are coming. We live in this town. We got to defend the town from the monsters, and that's pretty much the entire plot. There is a there's a merchant, a female merchant that you deal with, and there's this like fallen samurai guy who you interact with throughout the plot. And that's this guy. pretty much it. Um, He's clearly a monster. <laughs> He's got a tail. He's some kind of. Like, He's wearing a mask right there. He's some kind of tanuki, but yeah, but he has a fucking raccoon tail. Yeah. Yeah, he's some sort of a creature. I'm sure there'll be some kind of a twist with him ultimately, but generally the plot in this game is pretty much non-existent. They're just like, hey, these monsters are coming yeah, after us. Yeah, just an excuse to be just there. Just go kill the monsters, yeah. basically. Uh, so if you play games like this, and it's not like Monster Hunter has a great plot generally either. No. It's pretty much the same crap. Oh, here's this town. Defend the town. 
Um, or here's these this new continent. Let's kill everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, how world decided to go with it. No, I mentioned Fortnite a little while ago. We'll get to why it's like Fortnite in a little bit. But the, probably the most important thing that sets this this game apart from Monster Hunter, other than the the combat based building, is the fact that you can kind of construct the gameplay world the way you want so you can set your camp down where you want it doesn't set the camp down for you you can put it literally wherever you want to so say you're tired and this happens in monster hunter and it happens in this game too you're tired of running 10 miles to get back into the fight or to find the monster that you want to fight you can build a camp right next to the spawn location for the monster so that you can just start right there if you want to and the Traversal of the world goes beyond that as well. You can build like zip lines that will get you from like one point to another or down a cliff face. There's all these items that you can, there's these like um, spring loaded, like bouncy things that you can land on and it'll spring you forward. There's all these things that you can use to <coughs> alter the world to make the game more user friendly to play. And I think that that stuff's a good idea because that is annoying in Monster Hunter, mm -hmm. particularly if you die and you have to run all the way from the camp, all the way back to where the fight was with your teammates or whatever. There are ways to alleviate that in this game. So there are advantages to this game versus Monster Hunter, but not many. In truth, most of, if you compare the two games, this game comes up woefully short compared to Monster Hunter. Most importantly, in the actual number of monsters that there are to hunt, there are only 15 different monsters in this. Monster Hunter Rise, Monster Hunter World, both of those games launch with more than double the amount of creatures to hunt. Now, there's 21 total, but there's really 15. <laughs> Two was enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Because so. <laughs> there's variations of those 15 monsters to get it out to the 21 number. Um, but generally, there are 50 monsters to fight, and you end up fighting them over and over and over again. Every mm -hmm. time you go and start a new chapter, you have to fight through the ladder of monsters again. Yeah, hope you like fighting the mouse with the with a rose on its tail. Right. And then the next one is the mouse with the green rose on its mm. tail. Like, that's how they mix up the monsters in this game. So there aren't that many monsters to fight in this game, unfortunately. And that's... When that's all there is, that's a huge drawback to but the game. But they make up for it by taking forever. Yeah. And... They will really take forever if you do not use the Fortnite-like building in this game. So one of the weird things about mm -hmm. this game is that if you jump attack in this game, you do way more damage. And it doesn't matter if you're yeah, jumping... Like, like quadruple damage. Yes. So you can you jump off a cliff that's next to the monster and you can do it. Or you can build these contraptions in the heat of the battle... Like, some of them are very simple. Just a box. You can stack three boxes. Climb up the boxes. Jump off the boxes. Do a downward slash. As Matt said, does four times the damage of any other attack. There's other stuff you can build, though. Like, you can build a gigantic wall. You can build this crazy, like, mallet thing with this big-ass hammer that, like, spring loads and smashes the monster with mm -hmm. the hammer. All this stuff sounds like really cool ideas until you try to actually use it because the monsters can smash it all to bits. All they have to do is take one step in the wrong direction and everything you built is destroyed. And the yeah, it's like it's like an extension of how the combo system works. It's like all they have to do is accidentally do an animation in one one frame this way, and oh, now you're knocked on your back, and now you gotta and now get back up again. It's that same monster thing where I was like, oh, one mistake and everything comes to a fucking halt. Yeah. That's and it, there's the way it is. no flow. There's no. Uh, I you're hate constantly this game. getting knocked all over the place. I played this like, game for an hour and a half, and I was done. 
Matt, do you remember when we talked about Monster Hunter? That's really cool, though. It is. Do you remember when we talked about Monster Hunter Rise? And we are trying to figure out if there was anything unique or innovative about it. And one thing that I pinpointed was the way the transparencies work. And how in Monster Hunter, they have honed that to a fine sheen at this point to where you're never getting hidden mm-hmm. by geometry or by the monsters. I don't know. This is very nostalgic for the Wii version. This is the exact Monster opposite. Yeah, this is this a cam- This camera is an idiot it, at all times. It, it, it's awful. You get knocked around all over the place. You have no idea where you are. You're covered by geometry mm-hmm. of the world. The monster's moving around, attack. It's like impossible to see what the hell's going on. So you're basically just blindly... Again, tapping the D-pad to use health. Mm-hmm. And you're, sometimes you can see like a colored silhouette of your character through all the other crap that's going on. So you can tell if you've actually taken the potion or not. But otherwise, it's just a mess. And when you start mixing in all these contraptions that you're building, again, on the fly, that are getting smashed up, it's just something else to obscure your view of the action. There's... Other things that you can do once you start getting good at it, you can basically tether the monsters and like ride the monsters or fly all around the monsters and attack them while you're tethered to the monsters. Yeah, which is very uh, Toki Den. It is, that's, yeah. That's and so there's some depth to the combat, but the base of it is so yeah, I annoying. Have no interest in getting there. Me either. Like, um, just mm-mm. I played this game a good bit actually. I probably spent. I don't know, 15 hours with it, something like that? No, I, when I when I ran into the second time I had to fight the rabbit with the flower on its tail, I was done. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, we're not doing that. And that was like half an hour later uh-huh. after I already killed it the first time. I'm like, yeah. I, 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 this game is the opposite also. So this thing, that's where you have to like activate these pits to like it gives be, you able more to be able to build to stuff. Build. Yeah. The first time I got to this place the prompts to interact with that didn't come up Same and thing. i could not figure out Same how thing. what it wanted me to do it that wanted me to, to build me this thing it's like you can't build it the dragon pit's not powerful and it's like unblock the dragon pit i'm like i don't i'm stomping on it i'm smashing. i had to i had to Same quit out and re and reload it all the terminology in this game way too obtuse it's all japanese basically um like the beasts are called kimono the karakuri those are the things that you actually build out in the world yeah. Um, then there's the Tsukumo, which are the mechanical creatures that serve as your AI companion. Like, which make all... the most annoying noises. Yeah. I, can, I mean, in so surround like sound, those things are... I'm like, what are you... And they don't help. No, but also, like, the sound... The one that I found, the sound that it makes... Like, it's. I guess it's supposed to be, like... Um, it's supposed to be, like, a mechanical thing, but the sound it makes sounds like someone making a fart sound with their hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, That's what neat. is that choice right there? <laughs> Rock and Roll 458 is asking if there's a lot of diversity to the monsters. If there's only 15, it sounds like it will get stale. They're, the monsters are insane. They're not good. They, it's like they put like random monster parts into a database and then mm-hmm. created a random monster generator. They just snap the parts together. It's like there's one monster that has like a weird like lion's mane, but then it's also like a caterpillar. It's just like mm-hmm. this weird. Well, it looks like a dragon from like a Chinese New Year parade. That's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah, and maybe that was what they were going after. Maybe. But it just looks bad. Like it. <laughs> I didn't find any that first monster, that frost monster, the wolf that you fight. Cool. Mm-hmm. The rest of the monsters are just like what the f? Like what are these things? You're seeing the upgrade tree now. So at your camp again, as I mentioned, you have this lady there who will sell you upgrades for your weapons upgrades for your armor i could not see any difference when i upgraded anything in this game 
Yeah, I don't know. the sword, the first upgrade on the sword mattered because I think I was killing the lizards faster. But like in general, it's just, it's very incremental, just like Monster Hunter. You literally like, have to hack. I mean, if you haven't played Monster Hunter, you don't know. But if you have played, then you know. This game is just like that. You have to hack each monster like a billion mm-hmm. times. And they go through stages. So you get, you chop, you chip them down, they limp away, which still is disturbing as yeah. F to me running after this limping creature i'm like what am i doing here could you at least give me a reason are these creatures like eating everybody are they destroying humanity can you give me a reason to want to kill these things what's happening here <laughs> this is so oh other players this is you are online. so did annoying did you play it online no okay so i did i spent most of my time introducing playing other players to this was not going to make me have any more fun i <laughs> well, was the, sure it, of that. it helps because it helps you beat the creatures versus playing it by yeah, yourself I just wow but, the one thing that's important to, to note is that only the host gets progression. Yeah. So I pl- I've played this pretty much this whole game, but my save is actually still in like the first chapter mm. because you don't get credit for it. You earn like the pickups, the drops from the enemies. You get all that stuff. You just don't get the credit as far as like actually achieving those things in your own game safe unless you are the person who is hosting the session um so that's just something to keep in mind i spent most of my time playing online with other people but as it turned out it wasn't doing me any good as far as making progress through the game Mm -hmm. i needed to go back and either be the host or play it by myself and matt i don't know how you played this by yourself did you ever defeat a large monster playing it by yourself i defeated this thing by myself so it scales okay yeah i mean it still takes forever but Uh you can do it but it was possible. And, like, they still, like, scatter the health, the healing water things around the arena so you can refill. Yeah. They're like, everywhere. There's these plants. I that, didn't feel like I did it well, but yeah. I, I killed you did, it. Event. You did yeah. defeat it. Yeah. But playing with others, it's it's better. I'll say that much. Playing this game with other people is more exciting. It also, I learned I just, a lot. I don't care. I, there, nothing about this kind of subgenre makes me care about any of it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's literally just grinding. It's, yeah. it's just killing these things over and over to get a little bit of material so you can maybe build something to let you go kill another thing 14 times to build, get a little material to build another thing lets you kill a slightly stronger I, I don't care yeah I don't, it's and nothing like the, the designs are sometimes cool I, I, I hate how it plays I hate, I hate how it feels I hate how slow it is and clunky everything feels I hate how it's so based around like you got to figure out these weird like secret ways of doing things that actually make the monsters react to a giant blade sinking into their skin. <laughs> it's, I, I hate that it's like hunting these things for no reason. You're just sort of there in their territory. Right there, yeah, there yeah. it goes, hurt running away, and you're now we got to hunt it down and kill. It's like, but none of that's interesting to me. Like none yeah. of that is a is a is a is a like a power fantasy fulfillment none of it's a something i want to do and none of these you know every time you play these games periodically and like wonder if like oh maybe this one no i just don't think these games are for me like if i'm gonna play a hard as nails like you know long form slow progression uh fight very difficult big monsters thing i'm gonna play dark souls this is one i'm of not those gonna games, play this one of those games and monster hunter to a lesser extent but still still accurate where I, I play it after a while, I'm like, why am I playing this? Yeah, for sure. I could be doing something way doing anything more productive else. with my time. Literally. Like, anything. All these, like, I started playing this and I was like, man, there's all this stuff that I need to do that I've been putting off. And I'm leaving for this trip. Like, I should be doing that instead of playing this game. It really just feels like a time waster to yeah, me. Yeah, it feels like, always feels like a waste of time to me. And I know there's people, there's some people that's what they dig, but this this is the same thing as like MMOs to me, where I'm just like, I can see the strings. I all It's just you turn filling a bar into an entire game. Yeah. And I don't care. Yeah. There's no hook for me here. 
The loop, um, because the loop is you destroy the animal, you get the drops from the animal, and then you go back and you use those drops to build armor yeah. based upon that animal. Or you don't have enough, so you go back and you sit at the fire and you do that mission again and right. kill it again and until it again. you have enough. So you get enough, so you can build until you have enough tail feathers or whatever to, yep. to craft a thing that has no fucking feathers on it. And you're right, and there's an <laughs> elemental angle to this too. Like certain enemies have certain elemental alignments, oh, yeah. and if you build armor that's you know. And the antithesis of those elements, then you can take more damage. But at the end of the day, there's health everywhere. Like, as long as you're not completely impatient, you could probably oh, be what, what a great victory screen. Yeah. It's a close-up of random tree tree yeah, branches. Falling over. I mean, this whole game is this way. Like, I have no idea what EA was thinking signing this game, Matt. I mean, I know what they were thinking. I mean, I know what they are thinking. They're is they're that like, we, we want our own monster service. Yeah. But after they actually checked the game out and played it, that they went ahead forward with the agreement is crazy to me. I mean, you spend enough money, you got to release it. At least now you got a thing to show the, the, the accountants when you say it's I a mean, loss. I'm saying before they signed the game. Like, what were they thinking? Did they produce the game or did they sign it while it was already done? Did I they think just, it was, did they just you know, I, I'm it? guessing they funded development of the game. Yeah, well, at that point, you got sunk costs enough. You got to pretty much put it out. <laughs> it's very un-EA, this game. Um, I don't know. To me, it fails at what Monster Hunter is so good at and what I praise Rise for. And that's the great combat, the finding a way to make the combat work. It doesn't work in this. As you saw in this B-roll, you're basically just hacking blind half the time. You can't see your character. You can't see where the enemy is. There's just crap flying everywhere. The camera gets stuck behind stuff all the time. He is stuck in combos. You can't break out of. Like, yeah. You can't roll out of some of your combos, which is yeah, bizarre no, to me. Yeah, in a no post-Dark Souls Monster Hunter world, world, like, world, how do you not... Like yeah. the defense in this game is bizarrely like limited and kind of broken. To yeah. Me. Like I, you know, I don't even play monster much Monster Hunter, but even Monster Hunter World, I felt like I had more control over being able to get out of the way mm -hmm. than I do in this game. I mean, there are times playing this where I'm like, I would almost prefer if I could just put the combat on auto. Like, yeah. <laughs> seriously though, yeah. it's not fun. You start playing with some of the other people who've been playing it for a long time, and they, you know, they can build crazy contraptions, but they're yeah. no better at it than I was. Here you can see the building. You oh, build it, and almost instantly they knock it down and, like, destroy it. Like, I think of probably one out of every four things I build, I actually get to use in the combat, if I'm lucky. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's... I did not have a good time with this game at all. And again, once I got to the 10-hour mark, I'm like, what am I doing? I've played enough of this game to be able to tell people whether they're going to be interested in buying it or not. Um, and that's good enough. Uh, one thing I would say is you can respec any time in this. So if you do build something that you're not happy with or you think it's not working like I felt, you can just respec everything and just set it up exactly the way that you want to. Um, you do have to defeat specific monsters, though, to unlock some nodes on the tree. Mm -hmm. So some of the nodes on the upgrades, you can't access Almost all them. of them. Yeah. Like, that's the main way you progress the tree down. Yep. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. Like, you have to diversify the monsters that you're fighting to make sure that there's something worthwhile mm -hmm. to always unlock on the tree. Yeah, you can't, like, you can't pretty... Like, it's a grind for equipment, but you can't level grind. Yeah. Because it's, it's gate-kept gate by the different bosses. Um, and I saw... Oh, the Legacy is asking, are there frame rate issues or is this just the footage? It is just the footage. Um, I guess transferring it, yeah, from, it ran fine from 60 on, uh, frames to 30 frames for the TriCaster has caused the stuttering. It's not the game. Just yeah, it ran fine on the on the PS5 yep. for me. Um, I saw someone had a question. Oh, from AJ the Legend Watson. Do you believe this will motivate the Monster Hunter developers to make, make it uh, future Monster Hunter games more innovative? 
I don't think there's much here. I, like, yeah, I can't see how. I've I mean, seen some people praising the whole building stuff. The building thing just feels... I mean, you asked why did EA do this. Like, because a bunch of suits saw a thing that looked like Fortnite and thought, there we go, we'll combine Fortnite with Monster Hunter and make a billion dollars. Yeah. That's what it was. That sounds very EA, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of dumbasses sitting in a boardroom making stupid decisions. <laughs> Um, no, I don't think this is going to motivate them. Because I don't think it does anything in here that no, Monster it, Hunter developers aren't doing. Like, yeah, and anything they aren't doing, I don't know why. They, they're they probably not doing it for a reason. Yeah, I mean, the building part of this doesn't add anything to the game. I think it's just a distraction as no. far as I'm concerned. It, uh, it's It's got the building part has huge how do you do fellow kids energy. It's, pretty much, yeah. It just feels like you're trying to get it's in like, on hey, Fortnite, you like Fortnite right? five years late. <laughs> Um, Barry Lomax has literally anything else more productive. And that's how I felt playing this. I'm like, I am wasting my time right now. Mm-hmm. I could be doing something for Sifted other than playing games to talk about on Game Face. Like, I could be doing all this other stuff instead of playing this game. And so... You'd be running Atomic Heart footage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be better, exactly. Um, but that's, you know, the heart, the heart. And I'm only seeing, like, yeah. partial clip names right. in the TriCaster, which is why I accidentally clicked on it. Um... But anyway, I do not recommend this game at all. No. So go keep playing Monster Hunter if that's your thing. Yeah. And if it's not your thing, this ain't going to change your mind. Because the other thing, too, is that Monster Hunter Rise is now available on other platforms. Yeah. It's, it's not a, a Switch exclusive anymore. Putting it up against that, since that was just released for other play, I don't Okay. No, Monster Hunter Rise is far and away the superior game. It's not even close. I haven't even played Monster Hunter Rise, and I believe that. Yeah. Now, I will say the online play, it's very simple, very easy. The connectivity was great. I didn't have any lag. It's very easy to sort the servers by the monster that they're fighting. But most people don't even signify what monster they're fighting when mm-hmm. they set up their stupid servers. So yeah, <laughs> your other, knowledge will vary. Other than the the um, camera, the technic- there were no technical issues, really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I struggle to tell anyone to pick this up. And based upon the first weekend sales in the uk i'm not alone this game is not selling very well at all mm-hmm. um it's going to be another failed so what a weird title what i think it's a weird title wild hearts what does it yeah. have to do with anything i don't know it sounds like it's a game about bikers yeah i don't <laughs> i still haven't like, figured out like why it's called that i don't know i mean there is kind of the mechanic where you chop off the parts and then you can get the resource that you need to build from the body parts i don't know if that's I don't know. I mean, wild, I get, but wild hearts. Because wild animals. Yeah. But because you're in like a forest, it's kind of a Princess Mononoke I thing. I have no idea. I don't get it. Uh, now, new monsters are coming as DLC, free DLC, I would add. There's also new gear coming as DLC. The other thing I should have mentioned, there's only eight weapons in this. Although mm. one is an umbrella, mm-hmm. which kind of cool. Okay. Uh, but like if you play, again, you play Monster Hunter, there's like 18 to 20 weapons that you can use. And so... Pretty much in every measurable metric, this game falls short of Monster Hunter. So again, you may even be able to find Rise at this point for a little cheaper than retail, uh, maybe on PC even. Uh, so I highly recommend going for either of the most recent Monster Hunter over this game. Monster Hunter World, you can mm-hmm. probably get that for 15 bucks now. Or just go play Wild Arms and Vandal Hearts and be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a bunch of other options here. <laughs> um, oh, the other thing I should we shouldn't mention is that this is a next-gen only game. Yeah. This is only PC, PS5, and Xbox series. And you just saw that B-roll. <laughs> Think about 
I mean, the complexity of the mon- the big monsters is is nice. But I mean, like, it's no better than what we saw on Switch with Monster Hunter Rise. Eh, these guys are no Capcom. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's Koei. Like, yeah, Omega Force. Working pretty good, considering. I mean, it, the, the frame rates are really high. Mm-hmm. Um, it runs really smoothly, but that's because the game doesn't look that great. Um, and again, the world isn't that big. It is big enough that it's annoying to run from one end to the other. But it's not a big open world no, game. No, it's so. it's a Monster Hunter style yeah. map. It's just, it's, Same it's thing. corridors and open spaces and corridors and open spaces. Yep. Uh, but it is next gen only, so you can't even play this if you're a PS4 owner or an Xbox One owner. You can only oh, how, you... how tragic. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to want to play this anyway. So um, anyway, uh, what is the EA doing, Matt? Not much. Bizarre. I don't know why it sunk its money into this, but it did. Because they wanted a Monster Hunter game. Because Monster Hunter makes obscene amounts of money. I guess it does. It was just a Me Too. It makes more than a like, single I already said it. They, they, they combined Monster Hunter with Fortnite. In a boardroom, I'm sure that looks like a great PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's what it was. That's, you're right. That's pretty much what it was. And I, you're right. I think they got into it. And again, it the Duh Consulting Agency could have told them that was not going to work. But... We weren't there. I've actually this week I came up with a better name for our consulting agency oh, man, yeah. called Red Flag. Because <laughs> <laughs> I figured, duh, people are not going to imply the uh, employ the duh consulting the, agency because they're like yeah. you're insinuating that we're stupid. Right. Red Flag, however, yeah, makes it clear we're insinuating that you are stupid. <laughs> Someday we'll see it. Uh, Mitchell is alive mentions that Monster Hunter Rise is on Game Pass right now. So there mm-hmm. you go. Even that better. is absolutely the better choice. Um, spend your $15, you'll figure out whether you want to stick with Monster Hunter. Again, Game Pass, great deal. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have it if you have a PC or an Xbox. It's just a no-brainer. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That's Wild Hearts. Next up, game that we've hinted at a couple times here already. People have actually requested that we cover this game on Game Face. And I did not want to play it. I did not want to cover it. But we're and you were correct. <laughs> I was right about everything. That game is Wanted Dead. It is developed by a bunch of ex-Team Ninja people. I would argue the least talented of all the Team Ninja people. Um, It is a hack and slash with gunplay. Yeah. Very combo heavy. Um, But also with a weird crane game fetish. (laughs) It's a very strange game. it, it, It reminds me a lot of the stuff that Itagaki has made since he left Team Ninja. Yeah, there is there's a little bit of uh, Devil's Third. It's just kind this of, kind weird. Of like, who do you think wants this? Yes. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um and like again, this is this has a little bit of the same thing that Atomic Hearts has Atomic Heart has where it's like what are you doing? Like like the the, the presentation and the characters and stuff are like what? Like right? what? <laughs> so so the the connection here by the way from the other the diner that she and her team hang out at is called Atomic Heart. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional or what, but it's like, you'll probably see it in the B-roll here when it cuts away from this. They're literally eating at a diner called Atomic Heart. Yeah. So that was weird. in this episode of Game yeah. Face going on. <laughs> and this is that the whole thing. Like, this whole scene, again, is sort of like, what's happening? Like, it's like the characters aren't actually talking to each other. Mm-hmm. They're just delivering lines that were written in different rooms. Yeah. Um... And so this is uh, basically you're part of an elite like badass team that works for the Hong Kong Police Department in a future Ghost in the Shell style cyberpunk way, and it's her. You play as her, and the other team members are was it Doc, who is like a alcoholic, traumatized field doctor, yeah, 
and uh, Herzog, who is like, he's either like a badass jerk, like weapons guy, or sometimes he sounds like a weirdly sensitive person. Like it's the, the voice actor switches up a bunch. And then there's, uh, I think it's Cortez. Is it? Yeah. He's the, the demolition. Matt, I'll just be honest with you. I played this. Just long enough yeah. to get the B roll. Yeah, he's the he's the dem- demolitions. <laughs> uh, he's the demolitions like lock picking guy, and he's deaf. Um, so one of the weird things in this game is that the animation and the character stuff is very rough, except Cortez's sign language is extremely <laughs> well done, and it's like what happened here? Like very strange. So and the implication seems to be that he's deaf because he plants bombs, right? Like, and like, one has exploded, yeah. and took his hearing. Yeah. Um, everyone's a dick. Yeah. Uh, for no apparent reason. There's no redeeming characters. Yeah. They in don't this. all. See, none of them seem to like interact really, mm-hmm. and they keep complaining about each other in ways that they have not demonstrated that they. It's like one, they haven't a, established. There's a whole yet. stretch where Herzog's <laughs> complaining about how Doc is an alcoholic that can't focus on his job, but Doc has said like two lines the whole game, and you're like, "What are you talking <laughs> well, now about?" Now we know he's a worthless alcoholic. Except he's the guy who <laughs> brings you back to life. Like if you die between checkpoints, Doc, if you have health packs left, Doc will resurrect you once. Yeah. So he's the only see, one in the in the team that does anything useful. Early here you can on. see someone on old team Ninja was playing uh, Call of Duty because yeah, they have a lot of, the whole like pick twelve system for the guns. Yeah, which almost all the upgrades you start with make everything worse. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> so basically, you can either hide behind cover and shoot people, which doesn't work very well because the shooting is extremely weird and wonky Weak. and and do the enemy are bullet sponges unless you're hitting them in the head you're just you're up against body armor that is better than your bullets and you have like 90 bullets and you burn through a, a magazine like that so uh, like and you the only way to get more more wep, more bullets is to kill guys and take their ammo which isn't guaranteed so you run you'll run out of ammo in like one firefight and you got to do this thing where you sprint up and use your sword which is a much more powerful weapon but you'll also get hit a lot and there's no real way to regenerate your health well you're also and like a bullet sponge like yeah you can take a ton of damage before you more die. than you think but, but it's like, absurd. She's got no clothes on. She's got bare arms. She has no armor. Yeah, but and she's, she can literally take like ten clips. Yeah, but she's cool. <laughs> That's a, it's fucking Team Ninja. I mean, I know, how not, did this game I know it's not out? Team Ninja anymore, but it's Team Ninja. Yeah, like the Ryu Hayabusa is wearing a cloth ninja suit, and he can take like fourteen bullets before <laughs> he dies. Come on. Yeah. So like, this, and this is and, you know, and so I will say this: um, the skill tree is not so much a series of perks that like. Perfect timing. Yeah, it's not so much a series of perks that give you cool advantages. It's just filling in what you need to make the combat system yes. work. Yeah, like that's if a good you, way to put you it. can't really see it, but like, like so you're well, looking at they like they don't animate the boxes like every other game does for the abilities. Right, but also like what you can't really see here is like so the first offense thing is like a bullet time thing is kind of useless, but that first one there is is parry like being able to follow up your parry attacks. Yeah. So like you do, Basics. you yeah. can do the perfect parry thing, like you can do in every game. Like you know, yeah, you hit if you block the attack right as it's gonna hit you, you knock them back and they're stunned. But you can't follow that parry up until, until you, you get the skill. Yeah. and then there's a she has an unlimited handgun that you have to use to parry the the unblockable attacks, which uh-huh. have red red glow. The one thing I will say is you can handgun parry an unblockable attack way later than you think you can. She also like. But again, you can't follow that up 
until you get the skill that lets you follow up a handgun parry. And if you don't know those are all in there, you're like, why doesn't this combat system work? It doesn't work because you haven't unlocked half of it yet. It's she also very has a weird. Weird, like handgun finisher, like where they yeah, if you, blast their heads off. Yeah, if you um, very gory as well. This game. There's a lot of John Wick stolen John Wick kills in this. Oh, yeah. So if you hit a guy to the point that he does that, you see he's kind of glowing white there, yeah. you hit the Y and B button together and you do a finisher automatically. Now, one of the key things you need to do is go down the skill tree and pick up the two skills that let you have an automatic, be able to do the, usually you have to knock their stamina down, which takes a long time, but there are two skills that let you do an instant finisher if you cut an arm off and another one if you cut a leg off, which you'll cut arms off way before you kill or knock stamina down. So if you can get the arm cut off thing, you'll be killing guys in half the time but it's like you're still just doing and like the the finisher doesn't really get you anything like the, the most it will get you is it'll buy you enough time for your health to regenerate because there's a gray health thing where like yeah you get hit and you still got it's like that thing that some games do where like or like i guess like kind of uh bloodborne kind of does where you have a period of time where if you don't get hit again you'll regenerate that health so that's what that's good for but now I've told you the entire game. Yeah. That, like, this is this is the game. In fact, if you watched the first five minutes of this B-roll, you've watched the next 15 minutes of this B-roll. Yeah. It and, is the same thing over and, and they, over. And they know that it's not sustainable because so this is the drone that shows up for your remote guy, per mm -hmm. gun, gunsmith. So every time the gr drone shows up, that's your checkpoint. And like it also refills all your ammo and lets you change your weapon loadout. Like this drone shows up like six times a level because mm -hmm. they know you're out of ammo constantly, you're out of health packs constantly, you're out like it's it's and like it's annoying. And like if you fail, if you get killed anywhere in here beyond this, you have to go back to that drone. And yeah. sometimes that drone, those drones are not spaced out too smartly. Yeah. Um, the game only has I think six missions, including this one, so it's actually pretty short. But thank God, you. I don't know if you're gonna want. <laughs> and you're supposed to replay it a bunch. You're supposed to replay it on hard mode and then Japanese hard mode. Oh, what does that mean? Leap really hard. hard. Yeah, <laughs> Ninja Gaiden. Because like, believe it or not, what they what they said they're going for here is a PS2 game. They're going for the old PS2. I style. can see that. Um, there is probably yeah. all that they can make. Maybe. They, I feel like they are trapped at the last Ninja Gaiden game that they made. That's. I mean. Here we are. I think I like the. I think I like later. Razor's Edge better than this. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think, oh, I definitely did. Oh, I like Razor's Edge way more than this game. But like, it's it's just silly. And the weird, th well, and the weird thing. So, and like, there's a like, you go to the police station between missions, and like, there's tons of mini game things. There's like crane game and there's like a cooking mini game thing and there's all this and you do earn skill points. Like you can actually grind those things and get more skills. Because one of the things that is very weird about this game is like this having the skill tree filled out isn't actually doesn't make you really cool. It just makes you competent. Right. Like and like it makes the combat work. There, eventually. You hit a point where you're like, I'm gonna grind these stupid mini games to get more of these skills unlocked before I go into the next mission because I don't feel like I'm playing a complete character yet. Yeah. Which is never of a good feeling. Um also, not something that was prevalent in their games in the past. No, there's a, there's, I don't know what to make of this. And like, the weird thing is like, there's a bunch of people that are like, oh, this game's amazing. What? Like, they think it's the greatest thing. They're going to play it forever. It's like, it's like their deadly premonition. It's like, oh, what? it's a, it's like a bad game, but it's the best bad game. No, it's not. This and is just like, a no, bad it's, game. No, this game just kind of blows. It's just bad. Um, It's, it's, it's bad. I couldn't. It's stand, bad. I couldn't stand it. And you know, I've. Have personal connections to some of the people at Team Ninja, and I'm just like, 
what have you like did you retire for 15 years and just came back and like yeah let's yeah, try this, this again this is like a like a this is like a bad suit of 51 game with none of the charm yeah with none of the funny and yeah. none of the irreverence like even when suda makes a makes a game that i don't like like he has that attitude in that element even like the the, the game about the woman turning into the cat or whatever yeah, it was yeah. like that was him right was that him yeah i think it was like but like there's, I was like, there's something I didn't dig it, but there, there's some, yeah, there's some, and it also felt like it was something he wanted to do that, that you know that, that that team was like, oh, we're doing this weird thing. This feels so soulless. It's just empty in a weird way that I don't understand. Um, and like they're trying to be personable, they're trying to be funny and like quippy. Like the the scene in the diner is clearly supposed to make you like like these characters. Like, oh, look at this wacky group again. Meanwhile, he's completely covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting the keypad. Yeah. He's just <laughs> Yeah, they did keep that from the ninja guy. It's like, yeah, she gets I mean, covered in blood. They also a lot of these guys also worked on Dead or Alive, the fighting game, and you can see that in the melee stuff. But it's it just... also in the waitress in the diner. Right, yeah. yeah. But it's like you can see the stuff that they've worked on in the past, but every bit of it is worse than the stuff that they worked on mm-hmm. in the past. And that was like fifteen years ago. The, pe- the people who like this are just like Japanese fetishists. Like that, that's, that's the only way I can see. But it's doubly weird because like there, it's it, there's not a lot of Japanese to this because it's like it's, I it's think like there it, is. I mean, in the sense of like you can tell because of the Team Ninja sort of Z team, but like it feels like them trying to make. It, it feels like the old Japanese style of trying to make Western focused games from the PS2 era. Well, they can't. They they're trying to figure out what's cool. They're like, right. oh, we're gonna go watch Die Hard fifty times, and we'll make a game that people in America are gonna like. That's that's the ideas behind stuff like this, like watching old, outdated Western pop culture and trying to make a game that emulates it. That didn't work fifteen years ago. It doesn't work now. Like. This game was so repetitive, and in, I just, I can't imagine anyone sticking with this game. Again, it was torture for me to play this long enough to get decent B-roll. So I know people online who are on their third playthrough. Why? I don't know. What do they say? They like, just love it. How are they rationalizing the, their love for it? They don't disagree. What is it that they love? They like shitty things. <laughs> Okay. It's like, well, it's, then that it's makes like perfect the, sense. It's like the friend you had that wouldn't stop watching Toxic Toxic Avenger over yeah. and over again. It's like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. And it's like, no, I just like crap, basically. <laughs> like, you know. There's so much, so many, I mean, it's just like, okay, I thought I was wasting my time playing Wild Hearts. Let me tell you how much I thought I was wasting my time playing this. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what am I doing with my life that I'm spending time playing this I mean, I would piece pro- of trash? I would probably rather play this than Wild Hearts. Really? Well, I can see that. This has you. an end. I can see that for you. <laughs> You're right, though. They're kind of on equal footing, depending on your your taste in games. I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I again, I I'm, I'm just better at playing this than I am at Wild yeah, Hearts, yeah. frankly. Like I can get my head around the the crappy. We I guess like did you block that attack or not? Who knows? Like <laughs> like you're supposed to hold left bumper to block. But sometimes it just doesn't block. Yeah. Like, you don't block the second attack in the combo, and I don't know why. Uh-huh. So, Which is weird for Team Ninja. Yeah. That's one thing they have oh, typically the... got right throughout the years. Yeah, and there's, like, a gateway, a gator, th- in, in gator. There's, a there's like, a gating enemy in, the, in this level, the first level, where, like, you're in this, like, Japanese area and, like, Japanese-themed garden room, and eventually this, like... Cyber, oh, I loved how the bullet decals just sort of vanished there. <laughs> um, didn't move with the door. Uh, this like kind of it looks like the Cyber Ninja from um, Metal Gear Solid One, and um, he's the guy where it's like if you don't know how to parry properly, you're not going to win. And it's just, I, I think most people will end there. 
This game looks so terrible. I mean, graphically, it looks literally like a PS2 game. Like, if that's what they're going for, oh, they bravo. know. Because technically, artistic. But I, you know what? It, I mean, yeah, there's an element of that. Like, I, there's an element of like, oh, yeah, I guess this does kind of feel a little bit like Blood Will Tell in terms of sort of how awkward it is. But like, you know what it reminds me more of? It reminds me more of like when you'd get like a Japanese developer, other than Ninja Gaiden, but you get a, a, a some Japanese developer to make an exclusive Xbox One game. Yeah. And you'd end up with something like, I don't know, Nightcaster, which yeah. was, I know wasn't ja- Japanese, yeah. but it's like. I get what you're saying. And the enemies, the, the, you fight the same enemies over and over and over and over again. Literally, I fought the same enemy through this whole B-roll. There was not yeah. one different enemy, Matt. There are only three different enemies in this first level, as I remember. Wow. There's the there's the guy, the guys you're fighting here. There's versions of that guy that are glowing purple. Oh. And there are, well, there there's two very, there's the guys with the guns, there's the guys with the, the knives, and then there's a, there's purple guys, and I don't know what the difference is, but they do look different, um, and they take fewer hits for some reason. Yeah. And then there's the cyber ninja guys who, sh- who show up later. But other than that, I can't remember. And the only, only the cyber ninjas look different enough that you'd really know they were a different enemy type. The others are basically the same enemy type with a different weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, what a disappointment this game is. You'd have to have expectations to be disappointed <laughs> by this guy. I don't. I didn't know. I well, didn't I mean, know what the hell I'm looking. When they say former Team Ninja guys, like, okay, well, I, just, I do have a certain level of expectations. I don't because that's just marketing bullshit. Yeah, like it's it's just, that's just PR. I mean, I know the guys, so it's not. Do just, you know these guys? The guy, the C yeah. stringers. Yeah, I mean, I lived with them for two weeks and went to dinner with them every night. Breakfast with them every night. Lunch with them every day. These sat, guys? Yeah, these they, guys are ex Team Ninja. They right, were there when you, I did the documentary with them for weeks. You sure they weren't just like holed up in a room somewhere? Like making <laughs> well, they, some, a lot of them were. Yeah. There's a group. Making Dead or Alive 8 or whatever? There was a group of 11 people that were like mm. Team Ninja. And yes, probably five of those guys are working on this game. And I really wonder if they, after Itagaki left, if they're just like, man, I can't find any work. Let's form our own studio and make this god-awful game. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm really disappointed in it, if you can't tell. Um, yeah, I don't. And I struggle to find, you know, a lot of times when I find games that I don't like, I always try to think of some other type of person or type of player that it might be for. And I can't think of those people. That's why I was asking you, like, the people who are saying that they like it, what do they like? Like, what is it about it that they're like, I just... I can't figure I mean, it out. I don't. I don't know. I, mean, I haven't talked to them extensively, but my, my, I think they just have bad taste. Maybe like some people just like crappy things. Weird, they, they like they like janky stuff no one else likes because it it's different. That might be part of it. They want to be different, so they want to like stuff that other people mm-hmm. don't like. Maybe I don't know. But for me, I would say stay far, far away from this game. Who yeah, would you would, recommend it to? Anyone? Nobody. Yeah. Really, I don't. I. It's terrible. Yeah. Objectively terrible game. Sneaky says it doesn't look it look as bad as you're making out. Like it feels way worse than it looks. It's it does wait, not wait, feel wait, good wait, to play. Wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> what? We have not covered a game on Game Face maybe ever that looks as bad as this game. What is what are you talking about? Dude. Look at this crap. Look at that. Not tops. Dude. What are you talking about? Look at that character model. I mean, it does look better than a PS2 His character. His hair is made out of plastic. <laughs> and then hers is like this crazy overreaction where the hair is going all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Anyway. So we found and the those, per- we've now those, found the person. And those are pre-rendered. <laughs> Sneaky is the one who likes games like this. 
I don't think he'd even like it. What? I don't think he'd even like it. Maybe not. I don't know. It's too bad. It doesn't matter what you think it looks like. I'm talking about how it feels when you're playing it. Oh, that's it's terrible. That's, look, it looks terrible too, though. The same texture repeated over and over in that level. The same enemy. It was one enemy. One enemy. The whole level. One enemy. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I don't want to give that game any more airtime. I think we've already given it more than it deserved. Uh, next up, I've been playing a game that is the exact opposite of Wanted Dead. <laughs> All that stuff, by the way, when you it's like when you say, like, oh, I want another Ninja Gaiden from Team Ninja. That's shit's like that's why. I, no, let's not <laughs> well, do I'll that. Well, tell you what, if that's what's going to come out of it, F that. Probably. I don't want one. <laughs> Probably. Uh, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I have been playing a very lighthearted and whimsy game this week called Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. It is a Final Fantasy music and rhythm game, the latest in the Theater Rhythm line. The first thing I would say right off the top is it is the best game in the Theater Rhythm line for a multitude of reasons. Um, this game is available for Switch and PS4, so it didn't come out for a ton of platforms, although I think they probably chose the right ones. It features 385, Matt, 385 different Final Fantasy tracks. That's just songs from the that's, Final Fantasy. That's a play. lot of music I don't know. <laughs> that's insane, dude. 385 songs. Um, and then if you get the digital deluxe or the premium digital deluxe editions, you also get songs from other franchises like Nier, uh, the Saga franchise, Live Alive, and Octopath Traveler. Um, in all, it includes tracks from a total of 46 for some reason, this keeps making me think of the Rare Replay oh. intro, <laughs> where everybody's like introducing you to the games. Overall, it includes songs from 46 different games, which is insane. Um, and it features music from all the spinoffs, and then from Final Fantasy 1 through Final Fantasy 15 in the main series, and it includes all the remakes, the spinoffs, and all the various different soundtrack CDs. So look, if you are a fan of Square Enix music, this game is probably worth buying just for that alone because it also gives you a music box option where you can just listen to the music and you don't have to play the game. And I would argue that might be the best way to consume the content in this because the game itself is not very good. Mm -hmm. Like the actual rhythm and music gameplay, it's, it's actually music and rhythm mixed with an RPG. So once the B-roll starts going here, you'll see there's four. I, I just want like Luna is staring at you like you're crazy because right i get now. fired up she's like you're <laughs> like, usually not the one who's all fired yeah. up <laughs> why is he yelling about final yeah. fantasy yeah so as you start as you he start doesn't playing, even like final fantasy <laughs> you'll see in the b-roll you have a four person party and so when you first start you can unlock one of the games so i unlocked final fantasy 7 because it's the most popular and as you can see i got seven characters from final fantasy 7 way to follow the crowd shane yeah as <laughs> As you play, you get more unlock tokens, and you can unlock a different one. I think my second mm. one was Final Fantasy V. And so then you have that whole roster of characters that you can choose from to put in your four-person party. And you're seeing here me choosing my four-person party. As you can see underneath each one of those, there are buffs that you can select for each character. And how it works is, once, you, once we get to the gameplay and the B-roll, there's a separate line for each party member. And... As you complete and enter the inputs correctly for that character, that character will then attack in the RPG stuff in the bottom of the screen. Now, I'll just say this, Matt. I didn't pay attention to any of that crap. Like, 
it's just enough for me to just watch the bars and try to get the timing and stuff right. That was more than enough for me. Um, but eventually you also, if you play well enough and you keep getting like critical matches with your timing, eventually you do, you, you get a summon and you, and a huge summon will come on screen and attack. It's a novelty. And for me personally, when I play music and rhythm games, I never look away from the actual like note charts. Do you? Not usually. Like it was hard enough in rock band. I like, mean, I certainly knew people who could play rock band without looking at the oh, yeah. notes, but that was not me. Yeah, that was not me. Um, and so in this, I hardly ever actually, wa- I ended up watching like the RPG stuff after I played it and I was looking at the B-roll <laughs> because you, you, you have to concentrate and focus. And the other thing I would say too is there's four, I think there's four different difficulty settings and I played it on the second one, which is the default. And it was way too easy. I was getting like double S ratings on almost every map or every board. I bumped it up one more different and I couldn't finish the song. There's no, for me anyway, there was no happy medium in this game between it being too easy and it being too difficult. Now, I'm sure if I had actually wanted to spend time on the higher difficulty, eventually I would have got good enough and I could do it. But I'm just telling you out of the gate, as someone who's played his fair share of these Bamani games and music and rhythm games, I couldn't find the happy difficulty setting. So again, going back to what I was saying, the ideal way to consume this is to just treat it like a CD and just use the music box feature in the game and just listen to the music because it really is a compendium, an exhaustive compendium of all the Final Fantasy music ever. Um, There are three different modes to play. There's the single player mode, which is what you're seeing right now. There's a mode where you can just choose what board you want to play. And then there's a multiplayer. Online multiplayer is up for up to eight players. And there's this... There is like this attack and like back and forth when you're playing it online, like stuff will pop up that'll obscure the track, the note listing. So you can't see and you have to guess like basically most of the power ups are just distractions to keep you from being able to see their board or being able to recognize the notes that you're trying to hit. Um, But otherwise, you know, the multiplayer modes didn't offer a whole lot. I didn't think. Um, And like, you know, again, like most music and rhythm games, the objective is to push the buttons in time with the music and then you have to match the triggers that move across the screen. So you'll see um, there's like directional arrows. And then sometimes when you hold in the buttons, I didn't notice this at first, there will be a directional at the end. Mm-hmm. And that is what matters the most, how you finish it, because that's ultimately what really determines the attacks that you do as far as the RPG stuff is concerned. Now, I was getting like double S ranks on a lot of these, but even in the cases where I didn't and I got like a B or something, I still easily finished the board because the only objective really is to end up with more people in your party member that are left on the enemy at the bottom of the screen. So I would argue that the RPG stuff in this is pretty throwaway. Um, and I don't, it, I didn't feel like you really needed to kind of use any strategy or had to think about the RPG side of it. As long as you are just punching those notes in on time and nailing all that stuff, the rest of the game just takes care of itself. So really the, the RPG cross with music and rhythm is kind of a misnomer. It's really just... I never thought that was even a thing. Yeah. I thought it was just a rhythm game that had, like, stuff happening while you did it. No. there It is, like... So, again, like, there's the four different lines, and each one of those corresponds with one of your party members. Right. But I just I just didn't think any of that really mattered. It was more like, you just know... punch buttons in time to yeah, Final Fantasy just, I, I thought... I, I feel like... I always thought... I thought that part was just sort of like a screensaver that reacted to your right. gameplay. <laughs> no, it actually... is. You are controlling it. Um... Yeah, and so after you finish, like you your damn character- cat, what is that? Even, what does any of that mean? Yeah. So after you finish, you end up leveling up, and you get like all these different rewards. You'll unlock like 
tokens to unlock other Final Fantasy games so you can add new characters to your party. But again, like none of that stuff really matters because the RPG stuff doesn't really matter. Um, it's just a frivolity. It's just like, oh, I finished that and now I need to see a bunch of stuff pop up on the screen. So I feel like I accomplished something, basically. Very mobile gamey. It is, um, and it is kind of surprising that it's not available for iOS and Android, although I wouldn't be surprised isn't there, if that's Isn't there the one? I mean, there, not this I mean, one, Theater Rhythm there, theater generally has been available, yeah. yeah. And uh, this one probably, too, will eventually come to mobile, I'm guessing. Right now, again, it's only for Switch and PlayStation 4. And I'm surprised it didn't come to Xbox as well, because this is really one of those things that I think Final Fantasy fans are going to buy, regardless of how good the actual gameplay is in the game, just because of the music and the nostalgia, and being able to get that, again... 385 Final Fantasy songs. It's pretty crazy. Like, I don't even know how they hold that on one disc. Compression. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this too. The music, the quality of the music sounds pretty good. Um, and I was playing it on my big surround sound system at home, and I thought the audio sounded really mm -hmm. good. I so. mean, MP3s are not big. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that's even worth mentioning? Not really. <laughs> it's, it is $50, which seems a little steep to me. I mean, that, you'd probably pay more for a CD collection. For an OST yeah. of all those songs. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. So, ultimately, if you're someone who really loves the music of Final Fantasy, and again... I know it's not as flexible as what you could use the OST for in terms of what, I, you know, and what tech you're going to put it on. Yeah. Like, I couldn't still. put this disc in, like, my CD turntables right. and use the tracks off of it. Or, like, rip it and put right. them all on an iPod or right. something. But, like, exactly. you know, they're all on Spotify anyway. Like, this is a probably. good way to have them all at your command. Your, your PS5 is probably hooked up to your sound system anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but, again, it's 50 bucks. That's a little steep to me. I would probably pay, like, 30 or 40 bucks for it. Again, unless you just don't want to buy these OSTs separately, which you, we would end up spending more than 50 bucks for sure if you bought them all separately. Maybe not. Oh, this would be more. hundreds. Yeah, like a, a box set of like all the Final Fantasy yeah. soundtracks. You'd be in the two, so it is. You'd be in the two three hundred range. Yeah, so it is ultimately a pretty good deal. So maybe in that case, fifty bucks isn't such a tough ask. But I think if you're buying this to play a video game, I would spend thirty max. Yeah, but I feel like most people that are interested in this are going to be, you know, they want the experience of yeah. it. They want the, the whole kind of like you know, this is sort of a, a love letter to the fans in some ways. Yeah. And there's ultimately over 100 Final Fantasy characters that you can use to build your parties with. Um, there you go. Sneaky spent 350 euro on the 10-disc Final Fantasy VII Remix soundtrack set. Wow. Last year. Just for Final Soundtracks Fantasy Soundtracks are VII? very expensive, especially the nice ones. Hugely, hugely okay. bad. Okay. Then this is a good deal for that alone then. Um, but yeah, otherwise, that's pretty much all there um, is Vincent to Vincent makes a good point. There's a free demo that has 30 songs. Mm. So... There, you, if you want to know if you like it, yeah, that's more than enough to make the decision. I yeah, would think. you can get a little taste of it and see if you're into it. I mean, I would argue that even though you can't hear the songs in this B-roll, I think just watching this B-roll is enough. So here was the one time I put it up to the higher difficulty. I got mm. crushed. Oh, I got diagonals. I couldn't now. keep it up. Yeah, I couldn't keep up at all. Like I didn't even finish the song. I just failed it basically, and I was like, okay, I'm going back to the other difficulty setting. Yeah, um, I think you get there through through practice yeah for it's sure like the question of whether I mean, you want look, whether you with, want to practice this yeah, game with rock yeah. band you know i ended up moving up to expert eventually so you know eventually if you mm -hmm. practice enough you absolutely can i'm just saying out of the box like it was a fool's errand me trying to play that higher right. difficulty it was like a whole AJ, aj asks if the music's all available out of the box you have to do grind to unlock tracks yes you have to grind to unlock the tracks yeah the music box doesn't even open until a certain point. Like, at first, the music box isn't even selectable. Mm, mm. Um, so you have to unlock the music box, and then you unlock all the songs. But I would argue, too, that, like, it only took me 
maybe 30 minutes or 40 minutes of playing the Final Fantasy VII stuff before I earn another token to unlock the Final Fantasy V stuff. And then 30 minutes after that, I got another token. So it unlocks pretty quickly. So it's not going to mm-hmm. be one of these things where you buy this and like... Sometimes you really hate the rhythm game. Right. Yeah. You're probably fine. Yeah. And also, actually, I think there's an easy setting on this, too, that's, like, really easy. Right. And you're always choosing what unlocks, so it's like you can pick your favorite stuff first. Yep, you can yeah. pick the the entry right. every time. So, one token, one game. So, you can go from Final Fantasy 1 all the way to 15, choosing which one you want to unlock the party members and the music for. Mm-hmm. So, it's user-friendly. I think Square Enix realizes that, like, you know, a lot of people that are maybe going to buy this aren't going to be the most hardcore of players. Uh, they're just going to be big Final Fantasy fans. So um, it is kind Which of is weird a, to say when you think about it, but it is true. Yeah. Not the most hardcore players, but big Final Fantasy yeah. fans. Because <laughs> it is a kind of its own little set of yeah. people at this point. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there you go. That's Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line available for PS4 and Switch for 50 bucks. And I would say if you're a Final Fantasy fan, like a hardcore one, it's probably a no-brainer purchase. Yeah, you probably already have it. Yeah, you probably already have it. And you're like, oh, Shane, I can't believe you couldn't play it on the harder difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> Look at uh, that Shane, new... He brings up that Rock Band is still going. There's new songs added every week. Yeah? Yeah. It just continues on somehow. There's somebody out there still buying those songs because they have to be worth licensing. Right. So somebody's buying them still. I go back and I pick up a bunch of the ones that I've missed like every about once a year. Hmm. And then I never even play it. Because <laughs> you'd have to set everything up again. Yeah. I keep thinking about that, though. I'm like, I've got that big living room, and I'm kind of like, I could, you could have a really good rock band party there. You could set it up permanently and not well, have to take it down. The, the couch is in the way. Yeah. But, like, you could. And, I, and then I just don't, because I'd have to find the guitars. <laughs> I'd have to find the fucking adapter. I'd decide. Honestly, I would probably just play it on the, bring it, drag out the 360. Yeah. Because I have, I do have everything transferred to the one of my Xbox Ones. Yeah. But I just, it, it, the only certain ones work and the keyboard doesn't work on it. And I need the adapter for the drum kit. And I was, I was uh, like, oh, you know what? Maybe we'll just It gets play. too complicated. Yeah. Because that's the thing. You may need this little dinky adapter that back when we played Rock Band, we were aware of it. And I probably even put mm-hmm. it in some safe place. Yeah, I definitely have it somewhere. When I packed and it I have away, no idea. I'm sure yeah. I put it in some little box. And I'm like, I can't lose this. Because yeah. if I lose this, we can't play it anymore. But now I have no idea where that is. And like I said last week, talking about DJ Hero, it's like I'm kind of going through and purging stuff now. Mm-hmm. Finding stuff that's not worth anything. And all that Rock Band stuff isn't worth yeah. anything. Except probably that adapter. Right. That adapter. <laughs> that one little piece. That adapter is like $100. Right. It's worth probably. like 200 yeah, bucks yeah. or whatever. But I have like the crazy like real wooden guitars. Yeah, I have and that. like Yeah. It's all worthless. Oh, like yeah. you can't even give that stuff away. Like so. I have the, the Ion drum kit. I uh-huh. have all, the, all that stuff. Yeah. And it's just. It was great while it lasted. Oh, yeah, I would I, still do it. I would, I would. Like, if somebody called me and said, Shane, we're going to have a rock band party tonight, I would go over yeah. and play. Well, one day, I probably will. Do that, and I will come yeah. over, and I will show how I've forgotten how to play drums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've I never got like, to, never got to, play, to drums. play drums. Like, I was, ex- one of the things, I was like, oh, it's cool moving into a house, because, like, I couldn't play drums in my apartment, because I had a downstairs neighbor. Uh-huh. Every time I tried to put that, even, like, putting, like, I put, like, matting and stuff, and she'd just be like, no. <laughs> I'm like, fair, fair enough. Yeah. So, I only got good at the guitar and the keyboard yeah but uh i learned how to play drums i learned how to overcome the playing with the hands and the feet at the same time thing which is the big hump you need to get over to play drums i had been in bands my whole life mm. and like practice is over i would go sit at the drum kit and the drummer would like try to tee i could never do it i could never get over the hump rock band taught me how to do it mm-hmm. which is pretty cool i remember kevin Pereira used to say like on expert it's just playing the drums just playing drums yeah absolutely so i miss those days we used to have a lot of fun playing rock band just all over the city 
There was, mm-hmm. oh, there was a rock Everywhere. band party every weekend. Oh, you didn't even need to say rock band. Just, oh, there's a party. There's going to be rock We're playing band. rock band. Yeah. Like, that's all it was. And then you like, mixed in like Wii Sports at the end when people get tired. Yeah. When you, when enough people go home. You're like, oh, we'll play some Let's Wii play some bowling. bowling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Those were the good days. Everybody yeah, bring your Wiimote. Yeah. Like people just carry their Wiimote in their back pocket. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious. Those were the days. The good old days. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That's Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. Next up, Matt has been doing some sleuthing through the Steam Next Fest, which just ended, and he played a bunch of demos, and he, I asked him to choose the three games that really hit him. Mm-hmm. And, and that was and, two weeks ago, so hopefully I remember these. Yeah, well, you should. The yeah. first one is the System Shock Remaster. Right. Someone asked earlier in chat i can't remember who it was system shock remaster or atomic heart Ooh, probably system shock yeah um system shock does feel kind of archaic but it doesn't feel as messy i guess if that makes any sense like it does feel old it, it like, does it's, yeah it's um but it all kind of hangs together a little better. It felt like I was playing an N64 game at times. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. <laughs> and there's an, to me, it felt like it reminded me of playing like you know PC stuff in the late 1990s because that's literally what it is. Yep. Um, and there's that element of like, oh, you're not going to help me. Yeah. You're you're just you kind of hinted to me that this is a thing I can do, and then you're just not going to help. I need to get real close to things to see they can be interacted with. This I can is miss one of those legendary easily. games that people like you and I have talked about for years. Yeah, well, the a lot other, of the younger people in our audience are probably like, "What's the, what is up with it? Yeah, well, Why well, did Matt Well, the change? other problem here is that this isn't the legendary one. Yeah. System Shock Two right. is the great System Shock yeah. game, but I would argue that if you don't play this one, System Shock Two doesn't have the impact it should yeah. because Shodan's evolution in two, if you don't know. What happens with Shodan in one? I don't think it has the same kind of punch. Yeah. Um, but the downside is that Shodan is not as a not as uh, prevalent a character in this one. Um, it's good. It's very repetitive in some like you know we won't talk about the same enemy over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Um, these are, but early on it's all you can handle, so it's not like you want it to be yeah. harder. This wasn't made um, in twenty twenty three. Times have changed. And it does retain the difficulty and the the unforgiving aspect, mm-hmm. and they find your way, figure it out. Oh, you yeah. went through the wrong duct. Now you're in the middle of a, oh, too bad. Yep, like, <laughs> it was pretty unforgiving. Lots of games were like that back then, though. Yeah, you was, were punished spe- well, especially for making PC. mistakes. Like, yeah. PC stuff, especially this kind of stuff, was like, oh, you're gonna have to get there. Like, Doom wasn't there to help you. Yeah, you, you were know? punished for making mistakes. Absolutely, back then, games aren't really like that anymore because people bristle. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you really? Want, well, work with me. It's like, no, if you ran out of ammo, you better, be good, ammo. With, better be good with punch and sit. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. Or you had a good save somewhere. Yeah, exactly, like, you yeah. Know. That was the other thing, too. Scum, you know, scum saving, just saving every, like, 10 minutes or whatever. Oh, figuring yeah. out what the hot key was. better believe you're doing that in this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I mean, this may have so, been one of the first games where I really learned to scum save, to yeah. be honest. So don't, get, don't let the uh, intro there fool you. You're not in a Blade Runner open world yeah. city or anything. You get arrested right here and taken to a space station where they want you to some rich guy wants you to hack something but then everything goes wrong and you're trapped on the space station as um uh as robots take over yeah. uh, the, the ai shodan is basically re- rebelling because she doesn't want to be a slave yeah um fair but um so you're stuck on this space station trying to find your way off basically um and it's uh, one of the original maybe the original what you'd call an immersive sim uh, it um, is absolutely it started uh, the genre yeah this and deus ex 
Yeah, this and this was before Deus Ex. Yeah. Um, same people. Yep. Uh, and this is the first one, and it was like at the time, it was ama- like you could just pick anything up. Like that, no one had ever done that no, before. Gosh. And like, yeah, so most far of, out of the realm of reason back then. Right, and like most of what you can pick up is junk. It is junk, yeah. but there's a reason too because you can recycle it in the recycle bins and get money for it, mm-hmm. which was like, so you can just drag around almost anything you can see that's not nailed down. You can pick up and turn into some form of benefit to you later if you yep. can spare the inventory space, and that was amazing yeah. then nowadays you're just like oh inventory man back then it was like i have an inventory right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and i can throw stuff in there and get money for it later yeah yeah and the story is pretty Different good time um it's interesting this is a pretty solid i mean obviously this is a remake because they had to build it's so old they had to rebuild it Redo everything but yeah. very you want it's, it's very truthful, truth. it's all i don't think i don't know if anything's changed <laughs> god even the controls don't yeah. really feel all that updated. i know yeah um it's just it's and like I see the chat talking about they they're not sure about the 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 aesthetics of it. Yeah, it does look very different. Yeah, because they're doing kind of a more. Mo- I mean, it's not a modern take on on cyber. They're still doing this like the mahogany office, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, screen keyboard thing, Blade Runnery. They're doing an '80s cyberpunk with this in terms of aesthetic, but it does look so slick mm-hmm. that it feels a little off. But I will also say that sometimes your hand, like your character's hand is close up, and you can see all the pixels. Yeah. Like, it, I, there is nods It's interesting how they've handled this. Like, even Shodan's face there, like, that's not a modern amount of polygons. But it's improved. But over it's the- improved, but it still looks retro. It's interesting how they've approached yeah. this. Because they're like, we're not going to go all the way. Yeah, it's even like- when you pick up the little discs with the, like, those look really pixelated. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's intentional. But the game still looks it significantly looks better yeah. Oh, yeah, than yeah. the original. It's very interesting. If you played it on a modern PC, it would be, the window would be so small you wouldn't be able to see anything. It'd be a, <laughs> it's true. Well, po- literally a postage stamp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, look, it's hard. I have... I don't know if I will go through this whole thing because I played System Shock several times back in the day and I am one of those people that's like things move on. Yeah. You know, I would I I do have it. So three people got this for me for for my birthday wow. on, on Steam. And that's how I found out that if more, multiple people give you the same game, you can only accept it once. So what happens to their purchase? Uh, they it gets sent back to them. Okay. So, so they got refunded. Yeah, they got the first person who sent it to me. I got it, and then the others I had to send back with. A little, you can send a little note saying why you're rejecting it, <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't take it because other it people already got me. it for me. I can't, uh, <laughs> Interesting. Um, but so it's cool. Like I do like it. It definitely like brings back those feelings of playing it again, and it, without without the frustration of like you know visuals where I'm like, what am I looking at? Like, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a I think it's a really good update of a game that's probably very hard to update in terms of making it modern playable, but also not alienating the people yeah, without who love ruining it. it. Basically, yeah, like this is for a, the fans. I mean, I I think they didn't they scrap the whole thing and, and they, they rebuilt, and rebuilt the whole, the whole yeah they did yeah at one point. I mean, I understand why that would happen with it with this because like it is such a high wire act. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they did a pretty good job I with agree. it. I agree. I think they, they hit the perfect sweet spot with this, for sure. It's um, it's modern enough that it won't offend players that didn't know what it was. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's too obtuse to be playable by someone who grew up you know, in the 2000s. Yeah. But it also does not dumb it down to make someone who played it back in the day feel like they're being yeah, it's not an fed like some departure. kind of watered-down yeah, version of it. I agree. Um, is this available now to buy? Uh, I mean, you can pre-order it. I think it comes out next month. Okay. Um, and is a demo. Did all these demos go away? Some of them did. Did they? Um, but not all. Of, like, I can still play this demo. Yeah, I think. But some of the others I can't play anymore. Okay. And I'm, I don't know. I think that seems to have been up to the developer. Okay. But anyway, there you go. That's the System Shock remake, and it is a remake. 
coming out next mm-hmm. month. Second game that you talked about, Matt, was a game called Ravenbound. Yeah. So Ravenbound, I'd never heard of this before this this I hadn't Steam event. Yeah. Um, it's slowly under my radar. So Ravenbound is a roguelike... It's a roguelike, but it's also kind of a Dark Souls thing, but it's also open world, um, really open world, and it's based on Norse mythology. So what you're seeing here is... Um, is it another Valheim? Kind of. No, it's not Valheim, because you're not building things. But, so the gimmick here is, like, you do the first part is, like, very Dark Souls-y. You're going run through a little dungeon, da, 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 and you're, you have to fight some bosses and some monsters, and then they get out, the story begins, and you go out, and it kicks you out into this big open world... And you transform into a bird, and you can fly over the whole world. And you can land and transform back into your human form whenever you want. It's pretty cool. And then you can you have to run over to like a, a, it's like a little like bird stand, and it'll pop you back up. So basically, you're in, it's entirely up to you whether you fight things in the world or beeline to the end of the quest. The, the only difference is how powerful you are, how much you think you can take things on. Um and then there's all these things to do in the main world where, like, you can go find chests and things. But, like, early on, your goodies and loot and chests and stuff are, um, they're, they're, uh, they're corrupted. They have uh, hate on them, which is, like, a glowing red thing. And you have in the corner, I don't think it's on this early footage, but in the corner you have the, these three slots. And they hold, um, like, rune stones or, like, like, little, like, material, crafting materials, basically. And what happens is... When you get three in the slots, you can uh, do a synthesis thing with them, and it draws a bunch of cards for you. And those cards you can use to upgrade your character. Or they have other effects on the environment or other effects on, on things. like They can up the difficulty sometimes. Um, and, you can, and you have to have mana. Some of them give you mana. So you need mana that you get from other cards to implement the upgrade cards. And some of them are very powerful. There's like 60% bonus critical hit damage. Oh. Or like, uh, I mean, things, some of these are very strong. And you have to use more and more to unlock. You have to do more and more in the world to unlock the more slots to put cards in, basically. So that's how you, uh, you make your character more powerful in preparation to fight the big boss of the, of the zone. Um, the trick is that if that if you don't like do the mini boss stuff that undoes the hate in an area, you can still get stuff out of the chests and get the loot, but you have to absorb the hate, and that gives you a hate crystal in your one of your slots, <laughs> and that o- unlocks. You need some of those things for the internet. And that unlocks a card. <laughs> you can see a hate chest over there, so that's not cleared yet. But yeah. you can absorb that, and it'll it'll create a hate crystal in one of your three slots. And so when you do the synthesis next time. That instead of becoming a card that helps you, it becomes a hate card, which makes things more hard, more difficult. Okay. And if you absorb too much hate, it can take over. It, it like you know, it colors the outline of the of the slots red, and if it co- covers a slot completely, that becomes a hate slot, which is always a crystal. Oh, so you have okay. to clear that out by beating bosses and, gotcha. and clearing clearing uh, tombs. Someone so, is asking in chat: um, Is it an Elden Ring randomizer, basically? A little bit. Yeah, yeah that's that's not entire. It's not wrong. That's from um, Eve Demon. Yeah, I could see that. I could see it being described that way. It is not mechanically as good as Elden Ring, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think anyone would reasonably believe expect that. The combat is actually much more um, action RPG than from games. Like this is this is much more combo like overwhelm with combos like jump off guys. Do I, I, I think it's this not is, like you get hit twice and you no. Die. And there there is no uh, stamina bar. 
oh. uh, management <laughs> I to, to speak up. Like there's some, like there, there is a stamina bar, there is some of that, but like you can, it does not really affect you in combat unless you're fighting car- enemies way too high, or too high for you, and you will like, you gotta do like a 40 hit combo and then you're running out of um, Combat looks a little janky. It is a little janky, but it is still very early, um, but it feels pretty good. Yeah. Like you can stagger guys, you can, you can parry stuff, and like staggering them like will knock them over and you can like uh do more damage with your combos that way there's there's the the cards being synthesized there um seven digital mana on your next level up that's great like the armor that's 27 armor like the the upgrades are not nothing that's a i think that's plus 150 percent yeah it's a lot yeah yeah like the the upgrades are significant and and they feel like so you can see there like you can only afford the sword and shield because you don't have enough mana to play the other two which are five yeah um so yeah, like uh, it, it, there's definitely jank in it. It is not finished by any stretch of the imagination, but it it actually has. I don't. I'm, I we keep bringing it up. Like I thought of it when you talked about in Hogwarts Legacy how there's always something to find to do in the world. Mm-hmm. This one's like that too. Oh, like cool. when you're flying around as the bird, you can see all the little icons that show you what's you know. It's not as organic probably, mm-hmm. but you're flying around as the bird and you can see all the little icons like tell you what oh that's a camp of my enemies and that's where you can see the the glowing red lines where all the hate chests are. Mm-hmm. But you can also detect like where the the tomb or whatever you need to go to clear the hate of that area was so you can go okay I'll, I'll deal with some of these camps and then I'll, that'll level me up and I'll get another couple synthesis rounds and get more cards then I'll go to this tomb and fight the the enemies there and then we do that you can destroy the, the the totem that's basically like causing the hate and you go back around and collect all the loot that you weren't able to get without you know corrupting your thing Seeing it's a, it's a really down, him go boof yeah it's really it, cool it reminded me a lot of Hogwarts Legacy when you're on the broom mm-hmm. and you just Cruise down and just jump off the broom and off you go into combat. Yeah, they're, they're, I love that feeling. The 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 loop on this is really satisfying. That's great. Um, so yeah, I was this this was just one I saw that I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And it when had is like, it coming out? I don't know if it has any kind of okay. estimated date yet. Yeah. Um. Someone. Um, so yeah, Ravenbound. Ravenbound. Yeah. And presume, it's only. Do you know if it's only for PC right now? As far as I know, yeah. Okay. So. And then your final pick, and this one I was kind of surprised after I was like grabbing some B-roll Boink. for, is a game called Sailing Era. Yeah, so this actually wasn't from this. This is not a demo. This is out. Oh, it's out. Yeah. But it was a part of the Next Fest? I found it through the recommended stuff through that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I think it came out during the Next Fest oh, okay. or something. This is a Chinese game. I like how it says the world was connected the world and the world is <laughs> So this is a, this is a game about like sailing like sailing ships like like the the tall ships era. Mm-hmm. That seems very influenced by Octopath. Really? So um and a little bit in the art you can see but um so the, this is a story driven game um which is actually mostly sailing and trading and a little bit of pirate combat. You go in, you see, you're seeing all these characters pop up. When you start, you get a map of the world, of the Eastern Hemisphere, and you can pick any of this, I think it's six characters to start with, and they all have different stories. And it encourages you to go through and, and play each story because they all overlap with each other. Okay, so that's the Octopath um, analog. Yeah, and and basically, so there's like a Japanese uh, character and a, a Portuguese character and a Chinese character and an African or Middle Eastern. There's a bunch of different countries represented and it determines where you start in the world but here's the trick the whole planet is in this game you will discover the new world any major port city in the world you can think of is probably in this game 
I'm seeing it's, more of the Octopath comparison. Yeah, you see what, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's just aesthetic. So uh-huh. that's the you can see little, like that's the sailing. Like you get these mm-hmm. ships and you sail around. You have a fleet and you have to assign all your different companions to their different roles on each ship and so you have to determine who's the captain of all the other ships and they'll support you and you have your main guy who does stuff you have to you can run out of money real easy you gotta go you gotta track the economy and figure out like the market for this is good over here but nobody wants it over here so i gotta get it here in portugal and sail this over to you know northern africa and then they'll give me these goods the ivory and i'll take that over to lima and they'll and like it's 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 like as and slowly you start to realize like oh this game is gigantic like (laughs) Like you and like it's the first game I've played in forever where knowing geography like like they'll, they'll just tell you like oh you need to take these to Genoa it's somewhere to the east I'm like I know where Genoa is like I, and I'm and like otherwise I think I would have missed it because it's yeah. kind of nestled up in the corner of the top part of like upper upper western Italy like yeah. where it curves into the rest yeah. of Europe if you didn't know that you could have totally missed it and right. like and like you can do like exploration things where you can go and do like land journeys and explore the interior and come back with goodies and, and resources for that you can like set a lookout so you have a lookout your ship moves slower but you have like discovery like a, a radius around it and you go near things and you'll find like encounters or like ruins or like things you can discover and then report back to like the aristocrats and say like hey there's ruins of things over here and like oh we're gonna go steal all the artifacts from that thank you here's your finder's fee and so and like you can get take bounties on and go to they'll tell you where to go to like fight people see there is actually ship combat where you can like it runs a little similarly to assassin's creed except it's still obviously pulled way out yeah and you're sort of waiting for the the cannons to reload and then you can tell them to go and like you've got the angle on like you know what your you know firing radius is um, and you like you can aim to damage their their ship. You can change bullet types. You know, it's it's like it's just this incredible mix of like Octopath and Sid Meier's Pirates and Suikoden. Wow! That like it's like it was made for me. <laughs> and I don't know if anyone else would like this game, but I'm like, holy shit! And like as you, I mean, this. So now you're sailing into the Mediterranean here. Like mm-hmm. this is that's the mouth of the Mediterranean. Yeah. And there's a bunch of shit with just ex- all the all the ports are different. The, really? the background art, they all look different. Like you can tell if you're in Tunisia or Spain or Italy. Like they all look like they're spo- like culturally like they're supposed to. And you and all the goods at all the places are correct. And like there's different like like in the Middle East, they don't have taverns, they have like coffee houses right. and stuff. It's all very historically like kind of a nod to it without being like slavishly weird about like you're not trading people right. at any point yeah, yeah. as far as I've seen. But like and like you meet up with all these different, you know, there's a lot of alternate universe stuff. You know, like obviously the Portuguese are probably not establishing an overseas route to China anytime soon in the 1300s, but you can do that if you want. Like it's it's fascinating. It's, How's the the plot? Is the story good enough to keep you going? Story's all right. Like I mean, I'm, I've been playing the Portuguese kid because that's like the recommended starting character, and mm-hmm. he just he just wants to be the greatest navigator in the world. And weirdly, he tells people that in taverns, they're like, "All right, I'll go be on your ship." I'm like, I would not put my life in the hands of a 17 year old kid who's just like, "I want to be the best." Anyway, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, Pokemon Master, like, tell, call me when you own a sloop," yeah. you know. But um, and there's like things where you know it is very anime and so like like so like uh, in the early on you meet like this you get like your benefactor is this scholar this woman who's this scholar and and she she's like has money and for an expedition and, and a ship and stuff so you kind of start with that and then she's like oh you're pretty good we'll keep doing this and you help me find things i need to find for my research and mm-hmm. i think we got a partnership but early you're in the you're in the tavern it's like it's like a woman in a scholar's scholar's clothing comes to talk to you and then it pops her picture up and she's wearing like 
half a bustier with her boobs falling out and like a skirt that maybe comes down to like like an inch below her butt yeah and you're like oh yeah scholars outfit absolutely scholars clothing um so there's a lot of that in it i can kind of tell from the b-roll a little cringy you know it's think um you remember magna carta yeah those guys it's like that it's it's like it's like oh you're just sort of randomly horny yeah at times but the buxom yeah sometimes and i mean everybody's kind of hot yeah well not that not not elderly But Perfect like, timing. The main character, you know, that's, that's your other, William is one of your ma- other main guys for the Portuguese thing. He's like your third companion you get. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, and he likes to be in the map room and <laughs> doing so, yeah. It's, uh, and he also becomes like your first, like, the one thing I will say, it doesn't hold you by the hand very much. And it'll give you quests where like, like one of the quests early on for that guy, William, is like, you know, assign him captain of your, of your second ship. And you're like, second ship? Yeah, you have to buy a second ship. I don't have it anywhere. It's like, yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, it's like so like okay i'm gonna be grinding the trade routes for a while before i can afford a second ship yeah yeah um and it costs money every time you go into port and leave because you have to replenish your supplies so if you're not if you're not figuring out the trade system early on uh you're gonna run out of cash and that's a bad thing you're gonna be in trouble um but some of this stuff, like, so you're you know you you end up kind of maybe after the first round of quests you've got like 30 40 thousand gold um which will get you through you know like maybe you're spending two to six hundred for each port Mm -hmm. Uh, you know replenishment of port um so you're not like you know hugely hurting for cash but like there are bounty quests even early on that pay six mid six figures wow and you just got to decide whether you want to take the risk of having you know it's like i got so i'm like oh six hundred thousand gold yeah that's oh they want me to travel all the way down to like the red sea and you can get stuck and and you get stuck and there's other pirates that aren't even Mm -hmm. the guys you're hunting and like it'll warn you when you get into areas like this is a dangerous part of the world you might not want to be here right now and like but you got to go through because you got to get that port because that's what they they want silk and if that's gonna be so much money you get the silk (laughs) it's it's, and like there's storms and weather and it's like it's 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 really cool yeah like it's it's and it's just like this little weird game that nobody fucking ever heard of. PC only. I'm PC guessing. only right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, How much does it cost? You know. Oh, I, I want to say it was like twenty bucks. Sounds about right. I, maybe it was fifteen, like launch day or yeah. something. But I think it's I think it's twenty or twenty five. Yep. And that is called sailing. Sailing era. era. Are you still playing it? I am still playing it periodically. Yeah. Because uh, it's just an easy thing to just jump in and do a couple runs, and that's it. You know, you, or or it could become like Midnight Suns, where you're just like, oh my god, I've been doing this for hours. Because it has a <laughs> it has a civilization style one more one more trip yeah, thing yeah. to it. Now the Steam Next Fest in general, do you feel like it was twenty four ninety nine? AJ says okay. So, okay. Do you feel like it was a uh, a good year for the Steam Next Fest? Relative yeah, to I thought it was, years. and there, yeah, there is a demo. I did play the demo first, Vincent, before I decided to buy it because I thought it looked cool. But I did try the demo. Okay, so try the demo. Uh, if you think it looks cool, you'll probably like. It. I, it I, looks I, like a big time killer. Yeah, time just whips on by while you're playing one of those oh, things. Yeah, yeah for it's sure. just like playing Civ or something. Like, but just like this, one more turn. Yeah, just the, and the expansiveness of the world is amazing. It's just like it, as you begin to realize that the whole world is in is this there. game. Yeah, like I'm like, oh, that's really neat. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, so it's it's cool. Yeah. What about Steam Next Fest in general? Was it a good year for it? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I played a bunch of other demos, but those are the main ones. Any that, other that stuck game out. that just? Um, oh, I've been. I can't remember. What was the What was the the other one? Planet of Lana. Was that? Yeah. Yeah. Planet of Lana was really good. That's we the, brought that up in our indie preview. Yeah. I think, for the and year. that's that's been you know that's been in like some major showcase. I think yeah. that was in Microsoft's or Sony's. You showcase. were you were happy with it? That was really good. Yeah. yeah. A very very much a kind of puzzle solving. Um, so, you know, in, in the I think it's ve- out now too. Maybe, yeah. In the in the vein of, um, it's either out now or soon. Like by the end of February, I think it was. Okay. So that's um in the vein of like, uh, 
inside or something like that. And it's very cute. The little like a puzzle platformer. Puzzle platformer. You got a little um, little ball cat alien thing, which is adorable. That helps you with the puzzles and um, reminds me of Heart of Darkness a little bit because okay. there's so many black gooey tentacles everywhere. Yeah. But uh, no, I was very charming. Um, just a really nice update of a kind of a classic side-scrolling genre. It's crazy how many demos there were during that next fest. There's so many. Like it was overwhelming to me. I was like, when you told me you were on it, I was like, thank God. <laughs> like mm. I'll let Matt wrangle this because it was just so much. There's a like, lot. Vince Vincent says a lot is Q2, and the demo's still up. So go play okay. the demo. It's a it's a solid like maybe half hour. Okay. With some really nice visuals and places, give All you right. a good feel of the world and what you're going to be doing. All right. There you go. That's Steam Next Fest. One of those things that we jump on and handle for you guys. Uh, we'll do the legwork, and you guys can just reap the rewards. And with that, it's time for... Hmm? It's time for Name That Game, oh, Matt. I can't hear that, so... <laughs> <laughs> I have to let it play out before right. I jump back in. It's the little theme song that uh, Sneaky made for us, actually, and I thank you again for that. Um, it's time for Name That Game, a little game we play on every episode of Game Face, where I show you five screenshots and you try to guess the name of the game. A couple rules before we get going. The chat is put on slow mode, which means you can only guess once every 60 seconds. So do not just spam the chat. You're going to lose. That's pretty much how it goes. In fact, I think a couple weeks ago, somebody lost because they spammed the chat instead of waiting for their chance to make a pick. So first of all, Slow mode. Don't just start spamming names. Second of all, if you've won already this year, do not play. You cannot win twice within a calendar year. Don't give people hints. Don't do anything. Don't type anything. Just sit back and chill and watch everybody else have fun. The objective here is to beat Matt. You have to come up with the name of the game before Matt. Um, you guys win all ties. If Matt names the name of the game and I look over, I'll give it a beat or two to wait to see if you if it shows up in the chat. If it does, you guys get the win. We want you guys to win. And now that I know for a fact that he's here today, make sure you guys all thank Swanlin because he is the one who is supplying all the game codes for the winners. And by the way, if you win, you win a free game. The person who won last week, and it's all random by the way, I don't actually select the game. I have a list of games and whoever wins gets the very next one. And um, it's, there's a little bit of luck involved. Some people mm. get really good stuff. Some people just get something interesting that yeah. maybe they w might want to check out. Um, but it's all random, and I don't pick favorites or whatever as far as what games you guys end up getting. But again, thanks, Swanlin, because without him, this game does not happen. All right. We are ready for Name That Game for episode 331. Um, again, don't spam the chat, and don't play if you've already won this year. And here is the first image. If you want to call it that. <laughs> Mass Effect. Not Mass Effect. It's not Wanted Dead, Eric Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> Looks too good to be Wanted Dead. Last of Us, no. We already did Last of Us. What I'm finding is that people now are nervous to guess on the first image. Because they're, oh, there you go. they're afraid. Halo 5, no. Life is Strange, no. Borderlands, no. Ace Combat 7, no. 50 Cent, no. Tekken 5, Blood no. on the motherfucking sand. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, no. Um, sea of Thieves, no. Lost Planet, no. Twisted Metal Black, interesting, no. Andy T. Monahan just got it. Wow. Kingdom Hearts 3. We have a winner. Wow. You guys are just too damn good. I mean, 
How did he get that? I mean, that could have been... Could have been anything. Anything. That could have been any 3D platformer. It could have been any whimsical game. It could have been any of the Sly Cooper games. It could have been anything. How? You got to help us here, Andy. How did you get that? Because that is amazing, man. I mean... I know where the screenshot comes from, and that is just like a little patch of the ground mm-hmm. texture where the rock is like raised up a little bit. Hercu- is, Hercules level texture, he says. That is crazy, man. Wow. I You guys just blow me away at this every week. I body mean, harvest. Emperor Dread didn't even get body harvest. Didn't even harvest get in there until after it was it over. Right. That is just amazing, Andy. Again, a round of applause. You guys are just incredible. Really, it's amazing how good you guys are at this. Um, Sneaky's asking about Google reverse image. I don't think that that. I don't patch think is that enough. really matters. Yeah, like I, I don't think that piece is enough for it to return. I started trying that after you started questioning that with like other things and like it's just not that. Prevalent. It works pretty well. It not, can find not people. Not, you can find, but not with like Zoom stuff like yeah. this. You'd have to find something that's almost exactly the same shot. And because I am, if you put I that in. Zooming. I bet if you put that in, you're gonna get shots of nighttime glaciers and from real you're life. You're probably right. Like it's yeah. not. You're not gonna find that yeah. game. Well, here are the rest of them, and I don't know if these maybe would have given away, but since you got on the first one, it doesn't matter. Here's a second image, and that yeah, I wouldn't have known that. You would have known. I would not. You would not. So that is that. a spell. That I just zoomed in mm. on, where the ground is starting to raise up a little bit. I thought that might have given it away for some people, but I wasn't sure. Here's the third one. Mm. The hand. The hand there. You know whose hand that is? Looks like Woody's. Yep. Yeah. So I figured just the hand might be enough to give it away there. Here's the fourth image. And that floor texture. Yeah, that's you spend a lot of time in that level. Yeah, so I, that I thought would definitely give it away, and then if not, this one definitely would. Yeah, showing the the iconic shoes. Death before dishonor. <laughs> exactly. So Andy, amazing, amazing job, man. That is, you guys just continue to blow me away at name that game. It really is amazing that you guys can pull this stuff out of your mind somewhere. There's just this little piece of a memory that you guys are able to pull out at that moment. It's just, it's incredible. Um, just you guys astound me every single week at this um, so Andy make sure you send me a DM you can send it here on Twitch um, or you can send it to me on Twitter at Dinfire or you can send it to Sifted on Twitter at Sifted Games or you can send it to me on Sifted at Shane either way we'll get your game out to you and I'll make sure that I do that before I leave uh, to go home for my friend's memorial as well I'll make sure I get that to you so congratulations once again just amazing um and now because the game ended so quickly we have lots of time for q a we haven't been able to do q a really for the last like three or four episodes because we ended up going over we actually have some time to do a legitimate q a today so if you guys have questions hit us up uh nox Aeternitis, thank you for twitch prime that's awesome um here's our first one from wampler 13 matt which playstation vr2 game are you playing first what games did you buy any games i only got horizon horizon comes with a bundle okay it come you got so you ended up having to buy a bundle or you that's what that's what sony sells i think okay i I can't remember if i could have picked the var without it but i think i i think maybe you could i got it because i knew that was the one that's the flagship game so why not have you been reading the reviews for it yeah i mean it's pretty much what i expected it's it's exactly what i said it was climb 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 climbing simulator shoot some things (laughs) it it sure looks pretty yeah 
Um, but it seems to be people seem to be enjoying it for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it seems to be fine. Yeah. Um, so I imagine I guess that, and I'll look at what else. What I'll probably that play that and the the um, uh, well, it's not until dawn, but the dark pictures. Oh, the, the thing. carnival ride thing. Yeah, the the one you know, like the uh, rush rush. A blood. Rush of Blood, yeah. Rush of Blood too. Really. Yeah. Let's, let's so be honest. was that in the bundle, or did you buy that separately? I would have to buy that separately. I'll, I'll just look at PSN when it, when it comes out. I'm sure they'll all be up on oh, the yeah. front page front of PSN, and, and I'll just yeah. get what I want to get there. Yeah, which will probably be that and like one other thing. And again, we'll cover and I'll that. Try in the next to. Episode. I'll probably if there's anything backwards compatible from the old PSVR stuff that I already had, I'll probably try that. Yeah, if it exists to see how it works. Shame and, it didn't come in today. That would have been perfect timing. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to, but it just yep. didn't. Uh, shipping. I mean, tomorrow's the release day. I was a little surprised. Yeah, that you're going to get today. it a day early. Yeah. I wonder if it even wor- would have worked. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would have been able to get Horizon. I bet you would. It was a code. Oh. Uh, so I don't think I would have been able to download it. I bet you would have. Well, think it, wouldn't, Sony, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't start. Sony's so desperate to... Yeah, but they they would that thing is locked until whatever time. Yeah. So it probably wouldn't unlock to like nine tonight. Maybe. I mean, if they knew that people they shipped them, then people may get them a day early. You're giving Sony a lot of credit there. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt if I can. Um, okay, so basically, Horizon. Play Horizon and uh, Dark. I guess Dark Pictures. Is yeah. It, yeah. Rush of Blood 2. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it should be called. Play the, those are probably the first two I would play. Yeah. And then I'll have to go look at whatever else is there. Okay. Uh, Swanland, we talking about Scars Above next week? I don't believe so. What's that? I'm not even familiar with that game, Swanland. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about, unfortunately. I'll check it out, though, after uh, the show. I'll, maybe it's, if it's on Sifted, I'll search for it. Uh, Zed Saber Juno, what's your favorite Oreo? You guys don't ask us very many, like... Ask us anything questions for our mm-hmm. Q and A. It's always game related. I mean, I just, these questions are totally fine. By the way, a few weeks ago, I had uh, the most Oreo Oreo at uh, my friend's birthday, which is just like double. It's like triple stuff with bits of Oreo in it. Oh, which was very so good. so. It didn't have cookies at all. Oh, it did. The cookies were the, in. No, the they had cookies, cream. but the cream also had bits oh, of Oreo cookie in it. Interesting. That that's very good. Um, I just like the OG Oreos the best. They're my favorite, they're, they're and fine. not even the double stuff. I I don't can't eat as many of the double stuff. No, I, I like this. I'm there for the cream. Like, oh really? When I used to eat lots of Oreos, and I don't really anymore, but I used to like because they're so terrible. For they you. are you're just eating. Like, hydro- I just can't eat just, stuff like just, that anymore. If you really want to power down the hydrogenated vegetable oil, yeah, that that is what you're after. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Um, but like I would stack like five or six together, and like I would get rid of the cookie discs. I don't care. Really? About the, I would just. I'm just here for the cream. Yeah, I think the Oreos are the perfect mix of the cookie and the cream. But so in I terms like of like flavor stuff, I mean, I'll, I'll, honestly, the best thing about the Oreo flavors, if you just look up on YouTube, look. A Brennan Oreo flavors is Brennan Lee Mulligan does an amazing skit for college humor about like he's the CEO of Oreo <laughs> who's like just come in for the first time in years and they're telling him all these all these flavors he's like why why are you do- we're Oreo yeah. we we won it's one cookie. we 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 are the cookie you you guys can go home yeah. you can just rest he's like, he's like and they're like strawberry milkshake what is strawberry milkshake is, is it really has the te- is the texture of a strawberry milkshake or does it have the texture of a, of a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just That's him funny. breaking down that they, they yeah. made like four thousand flavors, and he's like, "We don't need it." All the spinoffs, I don't really care for any of them all that much. I do like the. I like a lot of the ones that involve peanut butter and chocolate together. I like um, the the vanilla cookies with the fudge cream as well. They're yeah, kind of that, like that's the good. Elves cookies, but they're Oreos. El fudge. Yeah, yeah. That 
Yeah, no, that's a good combo. The golden Oreo. I love the fudge covered. Or that's probably actually you know, that's probably my favorite Oreo is the fudge covered. Those white, come in the special pack. Yeah, those are like yeah. Christmas. Like <laughs> the white fudge covered Oreo is my favorite Oreo. That's that's it. That's it. Uh, the legacy. Thank you for Twitch Prime. Uh, Sixteen months and a four month streak. That's awesome. Thank you, man. Um, AJ the Legend Watson. Any expectations for Sony's upcoming direct? That was just announced today. Um. Said the third party focus for the most part. And there yeah. was one game that they said they're going to. Oh, um, Suicide Squad killed Justice League. It's going to mm. be a big focus. Oh, boy. I'm looking forward to that, honestly, because we haven't seen how the damn thing played. Yeah, I mean, we haven't I, seen a lick of gameplay for that game yet. We've seen. I mean, there was gameplay last year. I mean, year. it's cut into the trailers. We've never just watched no, them. No, game, there was a gameplay trailer. Like from around. From, I think it was. Was it la- the, the Game Awards? There is a gameplay, to, or they're fighting on the roofs and stuff. Yeah, but that doesn't show, like, the gameplay loop. Like, no, it doesn't show the gameplay loop. Or the, the, the camera that you're going to play the game from, mm-hmm. like, the behind or over-the-shoulder it do- camera. It, it's not behind over the sh- It's first person. Oh, it's first person? You yeah. can't see the characters at all? From from that trailer. Yeah. This is what I'm telling you. Like, we don't know anything about the game. Well, we I didn't do. know I mean, it in first person. It, it, that, that doesn't show the HUD, but it does show playing the game in, like, a rough way. I'm surprised it's in first person. Actually. I think it's in first person. Why I mean, pay for that it's license? It's fucking Borderlands. It's Borderlands with <laughs> yeah. characters I don't give a shit yeah, about. Yeah, but you, just, it's, you pay that much for the license, you'd think you'd want to show the characters you paid for as much as possible. But that's the game I want to see. There's still a lot of mystery around that game for me. Anything else you want to ma- mention? For Sony? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, imagine. How about anything that's coming in the fourth, in the second half Pro- of the year? Probably not. They're not going to show any of no. that. No, I mean, I, we'll probably see the Jedi Survivor. Maybe. I would think. Maybe. Because that's soon. But, there, I mean, right now, like, IGN has that big exclusive stuff going on. Yeah, but they'll still do something. Maybe. Um, it's, right, it's the last chance to push it. Yeah. Um, we'll probably see some indie stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing PSVR stuff because they they'll need... probably They'll probably showcase... Is it PlayStation specific or just Sony? It's, PlayStation specific, yeah. Okay, so they we won't, won't, you know, I was going to say, like, they could, maybe they'll show some factions? Maybe. That would be, like, I mean, the last thing that they show, I guess. Yeah, the last of that us That would thing be the show. best chance for anything first Because you might want to, I mean, you might want to mention that the PC version of Last of Us Part One's coming right at the end of the season of the TV show. Which segues nicely into our next question from Congrim. Have you been keeping up with the Last of Us HBO series? Absolutely, I watch mm-hmm. it as soon as it goes up. If so, what are your thoughts so far? It's effing amazing. It's great. Better in the game, I think. <laughs> it might be. It's better. It's a better. Far. No, it's a better story telling of the story than the game. Oh, I'd agree with that sure. for sure. Yeah, but I mean, the conceits and the things you have to do for a video game organically, it makes it more difficult, I believe, to tell mm-hmm. a story in a game. Well, I probably don't want an episode of of Joel just walking through a building, rummaging through everything, right? And, until someone attacks <laughs> That's him. That's coming, man. That's season two. It's amazing. It's great. I. I've loved every episode. Mm-hmm. I would argue this last episode was the weakest of them all. The one that Maybe. just aired. It covered a lot of ground. It did, but it, it was interesting. It to felt st- like it was a utility episode. The people I know who didn't play the game do not feel that way in any way. Oh, really? They thought it was amazing. They thought it was great to see in Joel's mind a little bit more. And the best part is the people that have no idea what's coming and didn't think he was going to find Tommy till the final episode. Oh, right. And the people who think he's dead now. Oh, right. And I'm like, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking to you. Quiet. <laughs> yeah, and like, I'm yeah. Like, mm, good luck. You know? Yeah. Well, especially because like the next next episode is the Left Behind. It's the flashback to Ellie's is Ellie's origin story. Yeah. So there's a chance they don't even tell us that Joel's still alive until like 
two episodes from now. Really? Because yeah, if the next one's just a flashback of her out and the right. surviving, right. they may not show Joel to like the last shot or like the next episode or like because I yeah. think it's set. The next one is the Left Behind. It's it's the flashback stuff while she's hunting the rabbit or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, like in the game with the bow and arrow probably or whatever she's doing. Mm-hmm. And then the eighth one has to be David and that crew, and then yep. the ninth one has to be them finding Marlene and the Fireflies. Right. Yeah. So that's that's what we got. This episode moved a lot forward. I mean, it yeah. jumped. I was like, man, I spent like nine hours in yeah, the game. Yeah, that was like four hours of the game. <laughs> like it was just like, it was a bam, bam, bam. But it cut tons. But that's also, why I said it felt like a utility episode. They're like, look, we need to get it, to point B now. Well, right, because there's nothing else. There's no other story in that yeah. part of the game. Like, you're just telling a story now. You're not, you don't have to entertain me with... with Open world 14, or whatever, like, yeah. 14 sneaking through clicker nest <laughs> things, yeah. which got old anyway. Yeah. Um, but like you, you know, you notice that they 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 don't change things from the game that already work. Like that scene between him and Ellie in the bedroom is almost exactly the same, like yeah. word for word. Yeah. Um, they make it their own, but like it's, it's freaking great. Is the bottom line. It's a masterclass in adaptation. <laughs> it's a really a great great show. Yeah. Um. He oh, he adds in a recent episode had the infected burst through the ground. When I saw that, it just seemed exactly like something they would have in the upcoming multiplayer factions game. Hoping for a beta announcement soon. Maybe they do that at the at the PlayStation Maybe. event this coming this week. I mean, it seems silly to not have any way to capitalize on the Last of Us hysteria right now. Like, I mean, people go on. So, people go on. Try the game. So short sighted. Yeah. Um, Synergy. People. <laughs> exactly. Grimshaw Rock. Seeing as Shane really likes the aesthetic and design of Elden Ring. Um, has he watched any playthroughs to see the rest of the game? Absolutely. I mean, I'll be honest with you. When Matt was playing it, I would come here. I'd get all everything set up and ready for the show. And then I'd go down and I'd watch him play. And he was like in areas I would never ended up even seeing. <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen pretty much the bulk of the game. Not all of it, but, but most of it. Yeah. And Matt was in these areas. Plus, you were like so overpowered. He was like oh, yeah. just like one-shotting these gigantic bosses. Just like you die, mm. now you die, now you die. It's just like what that's, the f is going that's on? That's from games. <laughs> I'm like, how is this so effing easy? Like this far it's, into it's the hard, game, it's hard to express my level in actually in mere numbers. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so yeah, I, I see transcended. Yeah, it is crazy though how many bosses are in that game. Yeah, how many of them are the same boss? They are, but still. It's it's pretty crazy. I mean, considering we just talked about a game that's all about going mm. after bosses, and it only had 15. Yep. And uh, to be honest with you, I kind of think that that game is kind of a boss rush game more than anything. There's like, a lot of a lot of it. I mean, you're, if you find an area where there's something to do, you're going to find some form of boss, even if it's yeah. just one of those little cat statues. Right. Yeah. But uh, that's also it's a little better probably in the end than like you know replaying Skyrim and some of those dungeons just end with nothing. Yeah. It's just like, oh, there's a chest with nothing useful or interesting in it, and now you gotta leave. Yeah. And like it's That's it, the worst. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what makes me quit playing games, stuff like that. If I'm already kinda like fading. Uh let's see. Mitchell is alive. Is there a game that you consider to have the gold standard of a great progression system or what you recall to be the best? Wow, best progression system. <laughs> that's tough. I I mean honestly like just coming off of Hogwarts Legacy, and again, I just finished it. Um, I finished that before in way less time than it took me to finish God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Way less. Like, I was way more addicted to Hogwarts Legacy than I was God of War Ragnarok. Um, but I would argue God of War has a pretty good progression system. Yeah. I think Hogwarts Legacy has a good progression system. I think, I think having, current, having played it again, Spider-Man 
yeah has an excellent progression honestly i think most games do it feels Mm -hmm. like it's something that they've all figured out at this point very few i'm almost caught off guard now when they don't have a great mm-hmm. progression system like a couple of the games that we talked about today for example yeah um but generally i think most of them are pretty good now uh jam rain thank you brother for twitch prime yeah Hope like you're doing good that you know like the, the skill tree stuff with wanted dead made me think of dying light too mm-hmm. where i was like the every every option on the skill tree is boring i don't want it i, I don't, don't care yeah and i feel like i should already be able to do it yeah from the start if demon i know you talked about several games but what is your opinion as an event idea that valve does it or dislike it i don't understand the the, the, the next fest or whatever oh the was. next fest. Yeah. um i thought it was pretty cool i, I think they I, could market it more yeah it could be it could stand to be a little more transparent in what it is mm-hmm. um you know other than just like oh click on the thing and see what it is. i do also think it was a little too weighted towards the things that people ended up liking if that makes any sense like it was hard to go through and find stuff that wasn't just things that had gotten popular it's like, like you already you, knew the stuff that was bubbling up to the top basically yeah and like, who knows if there's stuff in there that'd be to my taste that like isn't bubbling right. up to the top. But it, finding that was very difficult. You know, it was, it was it was a lot of chaff to sort through to get to the wheat. I mean, there's what like 200 demos. Yeah, it was a lot. That's insane. But it was. I mean, I like it. I you know, it'll only get better as they keep doing it. Yeah. And uh, I found you know, I found some things I wouldn't have normally found. So it did its job. Yeah. I think it was a, I think it was a, a success. Okay. Um, not sir. Thank you for Twitch Prime. Um, let's dev a Quantum Mania review. Yeah, man. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, not as bad as people are saying. No, because people fine. are trashing it online. Here's the, it, and it, you know, even Sleeping Turtle, as you've seen, Ant Man Three is as bad as the last Thor movie. The last Thor movie was fine. Um, it just wasn't as good as Ragnarok. Um, also, I think Ant Man is better than probably Love and Thunder. I would rather watch Ant Man again, probably, yeah. than Love and Thunder. Um, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder, I think, got. Um, eviscerate a little bit in the editing room for some reason i'm not sure why because almost everyone working on that movie knows better than that ant-man it's fine it's fine it was good i enjoyed it i'll see it again um it was a lot of imagination on the screen um which is good you know even i thought aquaman was one of the worst movies of the year but every single frame of that movie is interesting to look at yeah like which counts for something yeah like i don't care about what's happening in aquaman but that octopus is playing the drums and now julie andrews is voicing a kaiju (laughs) like i like i don't even know what the fuck is happening anymore but i'm like cool done i'm I'm still here i'm not falling asleep that's for sure Um, it feels like the mcu is struggling to find its second footing a little bit um i don't think it is necessarily i think it's just act one they're in yeah. a rising action and people are still high off of the uh the end game the like climax, the big climax yeah. um and a lot of people came to the mcu late you know like yeah, they came to the and i was telling some people like like oh yeah i don't remember kang, what it was like, like, in what, the like what's the yeah. deal with kang i mean kang is building to the kang dynasty which is going to be like kind of the thanos thing you know it's going to be the end of the multiverse sagas kang dynasty and the secret wars secret wars i'm sure is gonna be based more on the 2015 one where like are they all, gonna do secret wars movies the secret wars is the is the the after kang avengers kang dynasty the avengers movie after that is avengers secret wars um which is not the Secret Wars you're thinking of. Oh. It's, um, <laughs> it's like, Secret oh, Wars. Damn. Secret Wars. So My 12 year old. So Secret Wars is. Um, that the, originally it was supposed to come out in the same year. So it's, wow. supposed be, it's supposed to be Kang Dynasty in May 2025 and Secret Wars November 2025. Now that's been pushed. I think Kang Dynasty will end up in November and. Um, Early in the Secret year. Secret Wars will be Secret the next, next year. Um, but uh, Secret Wars will probably be based more on the 2015 one, which was when the incursion, because they've already mentioned the planetary incursions from the multiverse. Everything, the, Basically, the entire multiverse collapses in on itself, and in order to save some element of it, Doom um, 
recreates the whole multiverse in one planet which is incorporates like almost every version of marvel's universe you can imagine like there's sections of the world that have like age of apocalypse there's one section that's the 92 animated fox x-men series there's one that's like there's, <laughs> that's it's crazy. every every alternate universe version has a place on this giant planet wow right? and, and over the course and he's the god of the whole he's god doom so that's i think kang crazy. is going to play the role of god doom in the mcu's secret wars after all this um I think that's what they're building to. And I told some people about, like, that's what's going to happen. So, like, Kang Dynasty is planned for, like, 2025. So, it'll probably be May or November 2025. And people are like, oh, my God, that's so far away. I'm like, dude, it was six years from showing Thanos for the first time to him doing anything. It's true, yeah. Like, so a lot of people, like, got in around, like, Civil War yeah, and don't yeah. realize how I mean... The wait from now to Kang Dynasty is like half of how long we is like is yeah. only twice as long as we waited between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, people like, are paying attention as much. And once uh, the once the future stuff, once the later stuff is out for the multiverse saga, I think you, once you see where it's all going, I think people will look back at this last like you know Phase Four and be like, oh, I see where the seeds were planted. I see where all those characters pay off and the characters I really care about. So it's better to watching them now. Sort of like how. It's easier for me to watch Fast and the Furious 2 now because I care about uh, Roman right. in a way I didn't when right. I first saw that movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that there's, it's like people are going back saying like Thor 1 and Iron Man 2 are great now. And I'm like, come on. Like, <laughs> I know because it's part of this whole thing you like. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, also, this, the, the secret of the MCU is that it has a 3.2 GPA. <laughs> like it just turns in B minuses, B's, yeah, and B pluses all the time. Every once in a while, and we're like, "Cool!" Every once in a while, you get that A plus, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh wow!" Like that's why we're here. But that's usually, great. it's just sort of a it's it's a solid B student, and that's better than what anyone else is managing to pull off on a regular that's basis. True. So, like, that's why it persists yeah. is because you're always gonna be fine. Like the worst thing they've ever done, I think, is Thor: The Dark World, which I still would really only call like okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've never seen an MCU movie that I was just like, Bleh. like I hate. Visible that yeah um just like sort of like eh. like i wish you know if i'm waiting for like months but you know it's also like thor the dark world i also dislike because i'd waited like almost a year to see a new marvel movie and it was that right and now i gotta wait till next Again, year to see yeah. like uh whatever the one after that well i think it was captain america winter soldier which was amazing it was, so like yeah. still one of the best ones I, so maybe my favorite i think it's not my favorite but i think it might be the best made MCU movie, it's pretty great. Like it's yeah. just a really well crafted film. Yeah. Even if you don't care about the characters, yeah, absolutely. It's a great film. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think it'll be. I think it'll all be okay. Okay. Um. Meanwhile, let's hope James Gunn gives us a good Superman movie yeah. around in the same year as the Kang movie. Like that's going to be a big superhero year. Yeah. And I hope they get it right because yeah. uh, I think either either those mo- you know, either those things hit hard or they usher in the end <laughs> and my worst my worst fear because i believe the multiverse saga is going to be complete and then they're going to move on after planting a bunch of seeds currently but they're going to move into the mutant saga they're going to start doing the x-men after mm-hmm. that like 2026 and onwards and my worst fear is that like it all the wheels kind of come off the car the the hotness is gone in terms of like audience interest kevin feige gets promoted to some sort of more overseer role of all of disney studios and the X-Men movies suck again. Like, that's my that's my worst fear is, like, the in terms of the MCU is that the X-Men movies are going to turn out to be mediocre again. Yeah. Because I really just want the X-Men to be done justice outside of, like, two movies in the... Fo- you know, like, you know, X-Men 2 and First Class are pretty good. But it's like, they never nailed it. I don't think they ever nailed the X-Men in the way that me, a lifelong X-Men fan, wanted to see them on the screen. And I'm just hoping the only good one we get is not just Deadpool 3. Mm. 
Because there's your Wolverine. You want to see Wolverine in the yellow spandex? You're going to see that in Deadpool 3, I guarantee you. Which is going to be rated R. All right. Uh, JM Rain 99, thank you for gifting all the tier one subs to people in our chat. JM Rain, making it Lestevid. Um, Yep, him. Uh, Dark Pictures got delayed? Then I don't know what I'm going to play second. Oh, no. (laughs) Maybe I'll play that stupid kayak thing. I don't know. Um, Squishy Muffin, what gen to gen transition was the biggest graphically for you guys? For me, it was PS2 and Xbox to PS3 and 360. I mean, there's no bigger leap than going from 2D to 3D. P- PS1, N64 to Dreamcast. Like, the refinement of that. I that mean, was, to me, it's going from Super Nintendo to N64. Not to me, because I think... I thought that 3D era looked like shit. I mean, so, it does kind of, I mean, it's still, impressive it tech, like, but it didn't look good. To me, the, fir- the, the biggest pop I've ever had in a, in a new generation was seeing NFL 2K. Mm. NFL 2K, Sonic the Hedgehog with that tornado in the second level of Sonic Adventure, um, the jump to Dreamcast where everything got like that kind of more refined, not HD, but like the, the jagged edges got taken off it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, oh, that's what we're going to be looking at. And it, it was like that was when you finally saw, oh, this is where we're going. As opposed to sort of a bunch of those PS1 games where you're just like, I get what you're after, but oh my God, I can't, they don't even have hands. Like, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, to me, it was going from 2D to 3D. Easy. Um, it was. I mean, I agree with you. Like, I remember I was playing NFL 2K, and my girlfriend at the time walked in, and she's like, why is there football on it, on Tuesday <laughs> yeah. night? Like, that. it was yeah. kind of that. But still, to me, the leap from going to 2D flat visuals to 3D, I hear you. Now, those games don't look that amazing. But, dude, Super Mario 64 was fucking mind-blowing when it came out. It looked fucking amazing. Like, mm. you're, I don't think you're remembering what it was like. I am like. absolutely remembering like, that. Like, my mom, for example, I've told this story before. I don't know if I've ever told it on gameplay. It was, the, it was the gameplay on Mario 64 that blew me away. I was, I was like, oh, my God, this feels so good. I mean, and like, But I knew that it could look better. It be- blew my there mom's were, mind. There were already PC games that looked better than that with 3D, yeah, 3D cards. Yeah, you had to really be in the loop and have a Voodoo 2 And card. I was. It was really expensive. And I did. So did I. I still think... Uh, anyway, whatever. I mean, technologically, it's a bigger leap, but I thought the prettiest Super Nintendo games looked better than the prettiest early 3D games. I thought the Dump to Dreamcast was the first time I was like, oh, wow, 3D on consoles, amazing. Because mm-hmm. they were... I mean, you already had Unreal by that point on PC, anyway. Yeah. But it was like... that. People also forget how big the gap between PC and console was then. It was like much it, bigger. The idea yeah. of, I mean, PC dipshits used to whine about or compl- like make fun of console people all the time. It's like, oh, I'm playing like Need for Speed Porsche Unleashed and it looks amazing. And everyone's like, it's like, yeah, but like we were playing this and it's and great too. I spent $200 too. Like, for Right, I paid $200 to play GoldenEye. I'm sorry, it doesn't look as good as Quake 2, but it's like, yeah, yeah it's like. That's always the big difference. That was the, yeah, the price difference was then, which is kind of, Still there. It's still there. But I think that gap is way narrower now. It is because now we're spending five fifty for consoles oh, instead yeah. of two hundred and fifty. So, it's but at difference. the same time, you're spending fifteen hundred for that game. You know, does Atomic Heart look that much better on my PC than it does on no Series X? Not really. It Not really. It looks really good on Series X. Though, <laughs> it does. It really yeah. does. All right, that's it for Game Phase three thirty one. Before we go though, we need to mention our sponsor, LS Cream. They are one of the finest liqueurs on the market, and best of all. It is made by a fellow sifter and a fellow gamer. So support people like us who are brave and they're going out and starting their own ventures, much like you guys have supported me and sifted through the years. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, it is inspired by an ancestral recipe um, from Haiti called cremas. I think I'm saying that right, at least I hope so. 
Um, if you want to learn more about LS Cream, make sure you head to creamls.com. There's a store locator there where you can search for it and you can find any place that you can buy it, both online or locally at a local store if you just want to pick it up for the night. Again, it's similar to Bailey's, but better than Bailey's. And uh, I think once you get it and you do a little bit of research, you'll start to realize how many awesome drinks you can make with this liqueur. Because I think a lot of people think about liquor, Matt, and they're like, they remember doing a shot and going like, oh, but there's liqueur like Ellis Cream where you make these delicious, like sugary, like milk chocolate drinks. And then mm. honestly, that's the kind of drinks my wife likes to drink. It's so funny. Yeah, I figured she was her for a big mudslide. Yeah, we, we, we go out and I get vodka and Red Bull, and she gets some drink that takes like 10 minutes for the bartender to make. But <laughs> they're like, I got to get the slushy machine out. Exactly. <laughs> I always take a sip of her drinks because they're freaking delicious. I don't sure drink them all night to like get drunk, but she does. Yeah, you and take, it, take it to Hawaii and give her just lava flows. All exactly. Day. But that's what this is. Like This is a liqueur that you will have in your liquor cabinet that you can mix with so many different things and make amazing drinks. Again, yeah. And like drinking it on its own, if it's cold, it's almost like a milkshake. It is, yeah. Yep. It's very so, thick. That's what I like about it. It's just thick. Yeah. It, like, it, it, it holds its own. That's right. So head to creamls.com to get your bottle or many bottles. Um, a couple things before we go. If you're listening to this show on any of the podcast services or you're watching on YouTube and you want to support us, head to patreon.com slash sifted. That's S-I-F-T-D without the E. You can pledge whatever you want there, as much per month as you want, and it'll just automatically charge you every month for whatever you pledge. If you don't have any money, you can help us with Twitch Prime. If you're watching the show on YouTube, the instructions to do that are down below. If you've already linked your Amazon account to your Twitch account, it literally takes three seconds. So please go do it. We have been stuck at this low amount for months. If we can't go up and it that's after it dropped drastically from where it was before. And again, we really rely on this money to keep doing what we're doing. So again, it's mm. free. If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, it costs you nothing. Stick it to Amazon. Give us a free 250. You see, Ster awesome. Sterling just did a celebration of dropping below 800,000 subscribers. Oh, really? Below 800,000. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Her, they. Um, was that for on YouTube? He dropped below 800. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's still a lot, man. That's so many people. Yeah, but the, I think the peak was almost a million. Oh and, wow. Uh, I mean, Sterling's been dropping since they came out as gender mm -hmm. gender fluid or gender gender whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then all the Hogwarts stuff just oh. it was a big spike. Oh. Um, so I think I, I looked at the metrics and I think I mean you see it just sort of go poof. Like, like it's astounding. Yeah. Uh, but the views keep going up. Yeah. I, I so I remember back. <laughs> Everyone wants to watch and get mad, but they don't want to give her any <laughs> give them any money. I um I remember when um we were doing Invisible Walls and it was like just killing it, like peaking, like we'd do hundred and thirty thousand views per episode or something like that. I remember. My girlfriend at the time, before we were married, my wife now, we went to a football game. And I remember I was sitting there, and it, there was like sixty or 70,000 people in the stadium. And I remember just sitting there and just looking at the amount of people, and it literally blew my mind. I was like, twice the number of people in this stadium are watching our show every week. It, I couldn't mm -hmm. even comprehend it. I was like... It was like the first moment where it struck me how big game trailers had become. I was like, because there's just so many effing people. Mm -hmm. And it was double that every week that we're watching that show. And I was just like taken aback by it. And I was like, I said to my wife now, I was like, 
double this amount of people watch my show. Can you believe that? And she was like, no. No, I don't. I cannot <laughs> believe it. She wouldn't. No. And I'm like, I'm telling you, 120,000 people watch Invisible Walls every week. And she's like, that's insane, Shane. And it's nothing. He has 800,000 subscribers. And that's nothing to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy how the scale has changed. It's just, it's really mind-blowing. Like, you're bringing up, he dropped below 800,000. That's crazy. That he has 800,000 subscribers. It's nuts. So, people are always like, what's going on? Where is everything going? There's where it's going. That's where it all went. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Yeah, why, are, why are people not being paid to write game reviews on websites anymore? Because it's all there now. Yeah, they're all going there. Yep. So, anyway, that's it for Game Phase 331. Do not forget, the show is not happening next Tuesday. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Sifted Games, so you know when 332 is going to happen. Probably Wednesday, maybe Thursday of next week. Uh, but I am going home to uh, celebrate the life of one of my very best friends. And um, I got to do it. So I will not be back in L.A. until Monday. Um, and we'll get the show out to you guys as soon as we can. So I hope you guys have a great week. Much love to all you guys for all your support. Game Face is up and out.